0: Bye.
1: welcome back to another episode of the we speak english good podcast today's guest is forever preach or aka preach and cobia i don't know if i'm saying that right so i'm my bad preach i hope i I hope i'm not messing that up uh preach has a new album out called the pandemic ep i'm sorry it's not an album it's an ep but it's fan-fucking-tastic go out and check it out it spans from like classic 90s hip-hop to just, I, 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 it just, it it just hits, man. It just hits. I can't even explain it. Just go out and get yourself some pandemic EP from your boy Preach and Cobia, or forever Preach. Which we'll be referring to him here. Forever Preach also is a streamer. He's actually on right now. I'm actually looking at him streaming. He's watching a video of a guy riding a mountain bike down steps in some kind of bike race. It seems I don't know, but it seems fun for everyone. Preach. He he. Uh, Here's from his Twitch page actually. Forever or excuse me, Preach and. Cobia is a noted MC, poet, singer, songwriter, recording, and performing artist who hosts a weekly music and talk FM radio show. He combines all of his skills mentioned above during his unique music-based series, The Daily Dose weekdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. GMT, Twitch with Twins. Yeah, and he just had some twins, and so it's it's very interesting. So now he's watching people Flipping on stuff, on on stuff. I don't know. <laughs> it's tight. It's tight. Uh, he's doing. He he plays new music yeah, on his Twitch stream and stuff. It, it's really cool. It's really really cool. So go check out Forever Preach, his latest EP and all that jazz. Forever Preach will be coming up here shortly. But first, go to RainaMystique.com, Rain Mystique ecom com and go check out her latest. Endeavor which happens to include me, it's called uh, geez, Friendly July, which is a family friendly kids album that features the hit song Pumpkins. We have different versions, I produce one of the versions, I play guitar on it. We it's really really cute. So, if you're a teacher or if you're an educator of any kind, please consider using Friendly July. We have a great great song called The Food ABCs that helps kids learn ABCs and about foods from around the world. So please go check it out. Random Mystique also st- streams four days a week on Twitch, Mondays through Thursday, 8am to 11am. Go check her out. We Speak English Good also streams on Twitch, Mondays and Fridays, 3pm Eastern Standard Time. Come check out what you've been missing. You're mi- I'm telling you, you guys are missing out on all the good times come on through we we play we do music streams we play games we win prizes we do so much more and, and you're missing out you if you're just listening to this show you are missing out come be a part of the discussion come ask questions it's a good goddamn time okay uh what else we got oh famera so go and check out famera it's a new app from Apple iTunes store it's iOS app only so Sorry, Android users, but Rayna and I are doing a new show on there called the Pop Culture Pop Up. No, 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 uh, no uh, deep diving. No conspiracies here. We're just talking about straight up plastic surgery, rappers, and and who, who who's drunk on TV. So come on through. It's a good time, and uh, it's only on Famera. Links are in the show notes. You can also go and like, subscribe. Review, like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Snapchat, the whole thing. Discord, we're all there. Go check us out and uh, uh, give us a follow. Follow your boy. Yeah. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. You can follow us on Spotify. You can also give us a subscription on YouTube and Twitch. Wow, that was hard to finish that sentence. You can also leave a review. This is a very free way to help the show, and we much appreciate it. And we'll read it on there. You can write the show at we speak English good at gmail.com. Let us know what we're doing wrong, because that's the only reason why you guys email me is to tell me what I'm doing wrong. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, shit. I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, well, eh, whatever. That's enough out of me, I guess. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, let's jump into this conversation I had with Preach Anacobia, or Forever Preach, a fantastic Montreal-based rapper and hip-hopper. That's so stupid. Hip-hopper. I love my hip-hopper. They call me hip-hopper. All right, I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> All right, guys. Everybody, put your hands together for this week's guest, motherfucking motherfucking god damn am i just sucking this whole i'm just sucking everybody welcome forever preach man how's your day going it's going man it's,
0: yeah
2: it's actually going it, it's... i'm trying to i'm trying to i'm trying to like be selfish and pull up the twitch feed while we watch this feed and while i talk to you you know what i'm saying
1: yeah but well Good i up. mean by all means man do your thing we're 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 here we're doing it and and, and it's an exciting new venture
2: <laughs> it's an exciting new venture man i appreciate you guys for having me thank you
1: of course, Woo. Of course. I appreciate you for being here, man. Shit. Um, oh, okay. I'm I'm just adjusting some stuff on my end as well. Do it. Be in chat with us. Preach. Yes, sir. All right. I'm going to get you straightened up a little more here. Boom. There he is. Man of the hour. Boom. Don Smooth. Thank you for that. Uh, thank you for those, those salutes. I appreciate that. Uh, my big bros in the building uh uh don smooth uh, is don smooth ex-military i mean i i like uh i like the the military salute thing i'm not sure that's
2: a that's that's a that's a a part of that's a part of you know reggae culture dancehall culture Mm. you know hip hop culture
1: yeah 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 Yeah. okay okay uh uh yeah the the where 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 does the the like because I've seen that a lot, and, and I, I play reggae. I play in a reggae band, and, and you know, like I, 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 I've seen the culture, at least on the West Coast, like a uh, California uh, reggae scene. Oh thank my you. gosh! <laughs> thank you, Don Smooth. Sorry, everybody. Big up for the host, bro. Big up. Thank you for that host. Um, and oh my gosh, look at this. and Penny is out here just giving out stuff. Uh, thank you so much. Nine, nine. You know what? I gotta. Thank you so much for the sub penny to Don Smooth. I appreciate that. I'm actually going to turn my alerts down. My goodness, my alerts are crazy right now. Hold on, where's my alert box? Uh, hey everybody, welcome to the show. We're all just doing tech work. <laughs> welcome to the podcast, everyone. We're doing
2: tech. <laughs> uh, my my brother DJ Max Energy in the building. Max UK Energy is in the building.
1: What well I guess I guess there is no volume for your stupid things. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna go ahead and turn those off anyways. So boom. We're back. We're back. Anyways. Preach, man. I really dig your last album. Uh I I really do. I was listening, uh, I've been listening, to it, you know, for you know, last week or so and, and really feeling it, man. There's some tracks on there. I love that one. Uh, I'm bad at names. So the one where you're talking about Biggie and, and, uh, and, you know, it's that old school beat. I mean, it just has that old school 90s feel. I love it, man. I love it. But the the song that, that really sticks out to me is, is is the song Woke. And I mean, the whole album has a whole, you know, an arc to it. And there's a theme kind of going on to the whole album. And, and I think Woke is a great way to kick off that uh, or the EP, I should say, is a great way to kick off the EP that kind of lets people know where you're coming from and where you're going with this. So if you don't mind, could you sort of uh, walk through uh, what woke means to you and what you're trying to convey, if you if you feel inclined to?
2: Well, I mean, for real, for real, like, um, I think a lot of people, it's, uh, if you know me, like, I've been um, making music for, uh, I guess, the better part of 25 years. Mm. you know i'm from montreal canada you know we're a very uh we're a rebellious province you know
1: (laughs) i don't i I didn't know that you guys were rebellious i thought i thought canadians were all friendly and and they just all fall in line
2: well until i I heard your album (laughs) the politics in the politics in our province and our city specifically um is is wild like bonnie's saying you know Mm, i mean we're the wild card in we're the wild card in canada you know and it's kind of like a mix of it's a mix of like the east coast with down south maybe like a little bit of west coast because we're on an island you know like we're a city on an island you know so it's uh we're laid back but at the same time like you know we're very aware of of what's happening Mm -hmm. you know people out here people out here tend to um you know they speak up and they protest mm. so i guess like that that french spirit that 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 spirit that 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 france has you know when france isn't afraid to protest you know what i mean mm. france will tell you if they're not feeling some shit like france is gonna let you know and that's kind of <laughs> how quebec is yeah. you know so out here the hip-hop scene was a lot more organic you know mm. it's uh it, it grew in a lot more in in a, in a much more organic manner people like don smooth and dj blaster you know they're 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 part of the brick layers of um of the montreal hip hop scene out here you know uh people like ldg they like he predates that and and supreme and he's got like you know there was a lot of people that that really pushed the culture out here but even as much as like as much as we party you know the the tone the the energy of the city you know is is pretty aware you know what i'm saying yeah and i would say if anything like you know i mean our if you if you you know our slogan is 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 pretty much you know all about sovereignty you know quebec tries to be looks to be a sovereign nation you know they want to be their own country Mm. in its own in its own sense so you know i mean from whether it's like the taxes. Whether it's whatever it is, man, it's like, it's different out here. So it causes us to kind of want to speak up a little more. So my music has always been a little more sociopolitical versus, um, you know, being club oriented. But people like, you know, shout out people like Don Smooth once again, because Don Smooth was uh, really one of our first um, official urban FM radio DJs that look like, you know, that's black. You know, because mm-hmm. FM radio, urban FM radio, doesn't really exist out here outside of um, a radio station that is owned and operated off of uh, native lands on the native reservation. Whoa, you know,
1: that's the only that's the only like urban hip hop. Like, I mean,
2: whoa, yeah, that's the only that's the only official urban ah. outlet. Then you have the radio station that. DJ Blaster and I and others um spin for, host for, which is CKUT. They're we're a, we're a we're a campus oriented, we're a college based, we're a community radio station. So it's you know, it's a lot of volunteer work, it's a lot of volunteer love, it's a lot of like, you know, community money. You feel what I'm saying? Don Smooth was getting paid for what he was doing on a regular basis. You know what I mean? Making that FM radio yeah. money. You know you know what I'm saying? So, you know, some of us was like, yo, dog, like, you know, you know. But he gave us, he gave somebody like me, he gave somebody like me, um, he gave somebody like me uh, a platform mm. because, you know, essentially, when I started making music out here, the MCs in Montreal were only putting out mixtapes, right? Nobody could really afford it with studio money. Nobody could afford to go to studio, you know? Mm. I had bought a computer, to start producing music off of at like the end of 1999 and people thought I was crazy. (laughs) But I was like, yo, like studios are about to die. Like there's a lot of things that are about to die. Like I didn't invest in music videos because I was like, music videos are about to like, like the outlets that are paying you for your music videos are about to die. You know? Mm. So you were early adopter
1: of the internet and its possibilities.
2: Exactly. You Mm. know what I'm saying? So in that, in that, in that sense of like, um, you know, having this city around us and having these people who, you know, they're very, like, we're a, we're a, we're a pretty, as I said, we're a pretty vocal culture, mm. you know, it brings us to like, you know, all the work that I put in with, um, the community that we'll speak about in a sense, you know, in, in a second, my, 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 my organization called community,
3: Right. Like, yeah.
2: You know, um, I guess if you if anything, like we're an improv collective, we're a spoken word hip hop collective. But like all of us are, you know, if 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 dead presents come into the city, like we're all packing the place. You know what I'm saying? Mm. If the roots are coming to the city, we're packed. So that's the kind of music that we're into that, you know, that's the vibe that we go for. So, you know, I guess I just developed my my lyrics along that path you know uh getting getting through all of these different like political regimes and stuff like that you know from bush to obama to whatever whatever as i was speaking to you before you were like yo you wonder why ig banned my schnick you know what i mean like you put up a story with me and ig called it violent i really like i wholeheartedly believe that i was like a part of the initial rollout of shadow bands on Facebook and Instagram and all these other places, because I was pretty vocal, you know, about what, what,
1: what were you vocal about that? Got you shadow, man.
2: Well, I mean, I'm not, I don't, I don't adhere to politics in, mm. in, you know, any sense of the word. I don't vote for anybody in any sense of the word. You know what I'm saying? Like I look at them as all human beings and blah, 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 blah. Why don't you vote? I'm not saying I don't vote like mm. I'll vote in municipal elections, but when it comes to like the big guys, mm. I'm like, it's a scam. You know what I mean? We already know that the, the, the that, there, that, that the narrative has already been written. Mm. You feel me?
1: I'd fuck so, yes, I feel you. <laughs>
2: I'd rather I'd rather mm. abstain from certain things, but when it comes to like my municipality and mm. my local elections and stuff like that, for mayors and, and city councillors and yeah. stuff, I'm very active in those things. Mm. Um but yeah, when it comes to the big guys, I guess you know I'm a part of the Loose Change generation. You know, I'm a part of the 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 the. If you don't know Loose Change, oh the, the Chains documentary,
1: documentary. You mean the 911 documentary? Yeah, the 9-11 oh, documentary. Shit, let's go there. Let's do it. So my let's get my, it. my initial
2: album that Don Smooth helped me push and Blaster and all these guys highlighted why I went through that like history. Um, at the time of being the, the first MC to like put out, uh, out, sorry, amongst the first MCs, bless. And I put out the two first, we were the two first MCs to put out albums right out here in Montreal and stuff like that. Wow. In
1: 2003,
2: that was 2005, 2005, 2006. That's how long
1: it took somebody to release a hip hop album there. Everybody
2: everybody was groups. So we were solo artists <sighs> that we putting out. So everybody else, like, everybody else was, like, Shades of Culture was Dubmatique, was everybody else was in a crew. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And mm. the, the guys that were lucky enough to put out, to, like, actually produce solo music got thwarted along the way. So, like, those projects never really came out. But so we have, like, some great MCs like Misery and a lot of MCs that just never got to total like you know what i mean mm-hmm. See the totality of their talents come to fruition just because of the system out here what, so, what
1: i just but, wanted to hold it just for one second what what why do you think that it was the system that sort of kept hip-hop you know out of the limelight for so long in, in your city because that's that's really late to the game there man I, I, No, no well, i'm not yeah. no offense or anything but i mean you know i mean shit that's that's really late to the game considering but but please i'm sorry
2: Well, Quebec is, you got to understand that Quebec, um, we're the only francophone, we're the only official francophone province in Canada, Mm. right? Canada as a whole, um, I guess, monitors what America's doing, right? They'll see like what's happening in America and there are certain things that they'll keep and there are certain things that they're going to throw away you know mm. one of those things that they uh have been very very particular and careful about is um the influence of urban and hip hop culture in Canada you know what i'm saying
1: they're careful so about it
2: they i mean they govern it you know what? so we've never we never way? Been, we've never uh benefited from like the the parody laws that american artists Oh. Benefit from where like NWA or like gangster rappers mm, to say whatever freedom they of expression and
1: freedom of speech, freedom you mean, of
2: expression and all that other stuff, right? Freedom like, of
1: speech behind that suit.
2: <laughs> we can be indicted, we can be indicted for our records, pretty much, you know what I mean? Like, wow.
1: Okay, but personally, but personally, how how does that make you feel as someone who is expressive about and very vocal about how they feel about some bullshit that you see around you? How does that make you feel? How does that the
2: indictments the indictments will only come if you're like if you're speaking like these trap kids right now, they're all snitching on themselves. You know what I'm saying? So the police out here, they're gonna listen to the record, they're gonna hear, I don't know, behind that suit holding like snitching on themselves. And then he's gonna, they're going to be like, wait, let me see, like, let me really check into this. Ah. And if there's actually, like, if you're actually dry snitching on yourself, bro, like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, I do. I I do. Know. Like,
1: it's like when people sell drugs on Facebook. It's like, what are you doing?
2: <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. So at the at the end of the day, you know, <laughs> the, the government out here never gave us leeway. Mm-hmm. To use, like, you know what I mean? To just say what we wanted to say. Point of reference is um, in Montreal, as I said, French, uh, French province, the first uh, hip hop television program that was, you know I mean, hip hop video show was something called uh, Rap City, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Rap City.
1: Rap City, okay.
2: And it was um, hosted by this gorgeous woman by the name of Juliet Powell. And this, uh, this, this MC, this French MC from the city by the name of KCLMNOP, Casey M- Casey you know? Mm-hmm. He had like this huge hit that in- translates into shut up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was the dude, he was the guy. You know what I'm saying? He was the guy. So Francophone hip hop has had a place, has had a space. Quebecois artists have had a space oh. to-, to express themselves out here since the late 90s, you know? Uh-huh. And I mean, so both solo and and groups, right? Whereas the Anglophone guys, we had to like kind of group up and put our money together, get managers, convince labels, blah 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 mm-hmm. blah blah blah. So the bricklayers were people like MCJ and Cool G and D-Shade, I mean Shades of Culture and these guys. But kclmnop his career got sidetracked because he ended up going to jail for however long after being accused and convicted of um raping a young lady or something like that but the judge at the time and this was like the mid-90s the judge pulled his lyrics you know what i mean the Mm -hmm. judge listened to his album pulled his lyrics and said look like if if this is how you speak about women on your album you know how do you want me to believe that you're not this person in real life Mm -hmm. you know yeah so those that's just a that's just an example to show you like you know how the government out here has kind of you know try to put us in check Uh, not just within the music but like when it comes to the shows as well you know the anytime you go to book like a hip-hop show in montreal in quebec um you know the police are checking the police check the flyers the police whatever and then you know some promoters have been known to get uh phone calls have been visited by the police to say look you can't bring this artist or blee blee blah 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 you know there's um... i mean there's a huge history behind why you know what i mean like boot camp click came down here one time and the shit got crazy there was a riot ever since then they've Mm. kind of been very like particular about you know concerts and all this other stuff blah 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 i see i see Dancehall culture, hip hop culture, wasn't necessarily known to 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 always behave themselves on a Friday night, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, I do know. No, because because. I have on a, on a like a more localized scale we i've seen that in different places that i cuz i've always been sort of involved in hip hop music as in like a band like full band presence or 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 just producing with with rappers and stuff and, and so like when i was going out and, and gigging with with you know these rap outfits which sounds really <laughs> <laughs> really vanilla to say. <laughs> i was wearing a <laughs> Anyways, uh, but you, what would you? But what, you, what? What you would notice, especially in like the mid 2000s, is that people were very apprehensive. Um, bookers were very apprehensive to book hip hop because what you just said is, is that there was sort of this negative connotation connected to it, and and they might have had a fight. Or they might have had, a, had something happen, you know, that makes it. But it wasn't sort of this nationwide thing that you know that that sort of uh, it, it impeded the growth of that uh, of hip hop culture. I mean, would you agree with that? With the the idea that that you guys weren't freely able to express yourself sort of held the movement back a, a bit.
2: Well, that's what it. That's pretty much what it all comes down to, okay. right? Is that
1: freedom of speech, Holden?
2: yeah is that the freedom of you know freedom to actively express ourselves was thrown out the window you know what Mm. i'm saying so um you know as i said like thank god for the labels that did believe in the music out here thank god for the guys that did believe and that crewed up Mm. and put their money together put their heads together you know i mean in the 90s a lot of things was everything was about the crew you know i mean Mm. so i guess it was also just uh a popular thing to do you know mm. just to make sure that you had groups together you know there were trust me there were like mcs out here that were putting out tapes and that were you know they would cut their own cassettes they would cut their own cds and all that other stuff but the the pathway to actually putting out an album and having it recognized by um you know we do SoCan, you guys do like ask Captain DMI and BMI mm-hmm. and stuff like that you know what I mean, and getting pressed behind it and stuff like that. Right. It was. It was. It, it was few and far between, if not non-existent. You know. So, Bless definitely opened the door for um, for the inspiration for a lot of MCs out here because he did it like he did it way bigger than you know what I mean. Like his, his introduction came out way bigger than I could have even imagined because he hooked up with um, with Gangstar. He oh. hooked up with Goop. Bo- and and primo and um his i guess i want to say his uncle or you know i mean family or whatever is donald k donald donald k donald i mean in a nutshell donald k donald was responsible for the love-in with um john lennon and yoko ono that happened in montreal you know donald k donald brought michael jackson to the city brought bob marley to the city you know responsible for a, a large portion of our entertainment um, history and entertainment culture. Wow, that's out really here,
1: cool. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, so, it, so like this was someone who just sort of there was like he, he kind of created a market or was it do you think that the market was there and he just sort of facilitated it?
2: Well definitely the market was there. Yeah. We were built we were all building the market and we were all craving mm-hmm. hip hop. I mean yeah. Don Smooth um was gearing up to take over the radio show that, you know, promoted my music you know mm. prior to him was a guy named duke eatman and prior to that was Heal. um duke eatman was the person that actually like you know kind of blew the door open for me you know because i didn't have a major label you know everything that i've been doing has been independent mm. uh from jump you know and i've been approached by labels i've you know sat down with labels i ran behind labels and at every interval i would learn something that would be like Yo, this isn't for me. (laughs) Yeah, I would, I would, I would, you know, think that American culture was the thing that I needed to embrace, and then I would get to America and realize like it wasn't for me. You know,
1: (laughs) Um, it's not for everybody.
2: (laughs) You know what I mean? Which is fine. Which is fine.
1: Uh, We we want to say that it is. We want America wants to pretend like. Yeah, it's it's for everybody, but it's it, it, sometimes it's not. <laughs> sometimes it's not. It's and not. maybe I just didn't
2: find my corner of America. Of course, it's like maybe I'm more of a South Dakota guy than a New York guy. You know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> I'm just you know, on some level, it's uh, at every interval, I just was um, reaffirmed that that independence was the way to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah, independent had to be very discerning about. Uh, my movements I had to be discerning about the information that I got. As I said, I'm from the loose change generation, mm. so you know, in the beginning, like I was talking a lot, like I was lighting that fire, you know, <laughs> I was lighting that fire. I was young, man. I was young. I didn't know no better. We didn't know nothing about no algorithms or shadow bands or yeah. any of this other stuff. You know, you know what I mean. But what's so, interesting
1: now, because I do kind of want to, uh, please finish your thought first. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Please,
2: you know, I'm just saying, like so within that you know with coming through all of this and like understanding where i'm from understanding the music understanding the politics understanding the era that we lived in you know what i'm saying this is i guess i guess that kind of somewhat in a nutshell or a long nutshell a very fat nutshell right Mm -hmm. well you can like chew into this right it's kind (laughs) of like a tangerine it's not like you know it uh it explains how we got to woke you know i mean Mm -hmm. like the the notion that it's not even about being woke, right? Mm -hmm. I think that like uh, through all this, like through the history that I went through and seeing everything go down and how the world has been shaping up, I kind of knew that like, I knew that this was coming. Like I knew the pandemic was coming. If you listen to that song that you mentioned, that Biggie track, I wrote that in 2016. And at the end of the record, I, I mention, I say, look, like, you know what I mean? I got to get the fuck out before, like, you know, Ebola hits, mm-hmm. right? Because they've been talking about the new Ebola for years. Yeah. You know, I think that, like, the whole, like, people started to popularize wokeness and, and this, you know, Illuminati talk and blah, 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 blah. The moment I started seeing it go commercial, I was like, well, I guess I'm not well, like, I. you know what? I don't even want to be woke no more. I just want to <laughs> go to sleep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you say
2: what I know. I don't want to like, I don't want to have to like think about everything that I think about. I don't have to deal with the politics and the politics of the province that I'm from. I don't want to have to like think about who I'm going to be voting for in the next election. I just want to go to sleep. So fuck being woke.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Go back to bed. (laughs) No, do you, do you have a, um, do you have any kind of, um, issues with the woke movement and what it what it has become and where in sort of what it's uh turning into
2: i have i have i have issues with the fact that like you know to be woke you got to watch cnn at this point or some shit like, that.
1: <laughs> like you ain't woke unless you're getting your information from brian Stelzer.
2: <laughs> then, you do know what i'm saying like <laughs> yeah. i don't
1: if you're not like, getting it so from I'm a like, fat bald white guy you're not woke you're not woke <laughs>
2: I'm just saying, like, fuck the label. Like it's it's not even about a label, it's like do you and do F-A. what is best for you. You know what I mean? Like, is it is it woke to be vegan? Like, you know, being vegan will kill certain people. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Kill your so, cat. That's for sure.
2: You feel what I'm saying? So, you know, it's whatever whatever works for you. I just think that the moment that we start to popularize a term, like I see where the danger was gonna go with it, mm. where now, you know, they've politicized the word, right? Mm-hmm. Like literally they've politicized the word. Anytime right. somebody comes out and speaks about something, they're like, Oh, the wealth politics behind the Olympics. Is just," <laughs> And you're like, dude, like, dude, dude, this is you know, I mean, I'm from I'm from the Dixie Chicks era, man. Like yeah. when they got bushed. Yeah. When they got bushed they got canceled. Bush,
1: they got they were the first ones to get canceled. Well, not the first, but like that's in my mind, what? that's some of the first artists that I remember being officially canceled. And that can was you fi- like,
2: can somebody explain what this means to me. I don't want to cut you off, but what the fuck does being canceled mean to me? Like, you know?
1: <laughs> that's it. That's the only explanation you get, son. <laughs> that's that's the only explanation I'm like- you get. <laughs>
2: I'm just trying to figure it out. Like, they can't. Did, did Dave Chappelle just get canceled? I missed it.
1: I think he, I missed it. They, he didn't get. Ca- I mean, they try, but he's still selling out Madison Square Gardens. He still has twenty million dollars from that last special, and that's still that special is still streaming.
2: But the Pixie Chicks was still making money. They just like they just they, they just weren't booked on TV no more. And mm. it's like, who cares about TV? TV it, sucks. You know how early you got to wake up to be on TV, bro?
1: I do. It's terrible. Wake I've done up. it. it. Really? It's awful. <laughs> It's awful, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have to go. You have to. You you're out there fucking waking up at like four or five just so you can get in the in the studio and set up and play like for five seconds and, and at like at like six in the morning. Like I'm here. Yeah, it's terrible. I, I I I don't like it at all either. They're just the chicks now because Dixie has been canceled. Yes. Uh. Yeah. Uh, t- uh. No one gets canceled. No. But here's the thing: people do get canceled because he, You know. You see these these actors and these artists you know who get canceled and they still have careers they're still making money but then there's people who are just living in thank you rata there's people who are just living in you know in 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 bum bum bumfuck south dakota who said something inappropriate on facebook 10 years ago and just lost his entire career because someone got mad at him and went looking through his facebook shit so it's not like cancel culture just affects these big mega stars who who have the money to fall back on no this is affecting people who are just just living their lives every day. So to say well, that cancel, to cancel, he was fired. I'm just like, I'm right, just right, like, but 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 when your career is is at stake there because of something stupid you wrote on Facebook ten years ago, like I I I just I find a problem with that. I mean, now if he's sitting there like I love, I love you know doing weird things to little children, and that's great. You know maybe there is something. <laughs> to be said about that. But like, you know, if he just made an off-color joke and, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not saying any jokes right now. I'm not trying to defend jokes. But if he just said some weird off-color thing like 10 years ago and someone like took it and ran with it, you know, I, I I find that to be fucked up, you know? Like, this guy this guy out here in, in nowhere, South Dakota, like, he's just living his life, and he was having a good time one night and was partying when he was a little younger, and then all of a sudden, now he's, like, a, he's getting kicked out of his job, you know? Like, it's, I mean, it, it does affect people. It, it really does, but, you know, whatever. It, 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 I think that each, each one of those cases are subjective, though, you know? Like, you can't just be like... You know cancel culture is wrong, and people shouldn't be canceled because there are definitely people who should be sh- shut the fuck up you know like
2: as 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 Mrs mystique said right <laughs> um the chicks have three point seven million monthly listeners on Spotify yeah. they are doing just fine. like I'm right. just saying like all of these people you know homeboy's gonna find another job'
1: yeah, no job
2: I'm like you know, I guess because. You know i i studied journalism i studied radio broadcast all mm-hmm. of that other good stuff blah 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 and you know i studied ever i study edward Bernays. i study you know uh like i study yeah. <laughs> I study
3: so
2: i understand spin i understand you know that you need a story right like if there's no story there's no news you need a story yeah so you know Today it's like let's get the story going. Let's get the story going, and that's really, I guess, the biggest problem is that everything is about everything's about you know it's clipping. Yeah, yeah, you
1: know? absolutely. It's, it's, it's all just, they're just trying to sell more. They're just trying to get more eyes on their product. They're just trying to sell more stuff. And if that means that they have to make up lies that to, to get people to click on the headline, then they'll do it. And then they'll just retract it or they'll redact it in the night when no one's watching. And, 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 and so forever the, the, uh, uh, the history of time will say that, you know, the New York times had it right the whole time. But they're going back and redacting what they said in, in in the night, like while no one knows and they don't say it to anybody. They don't they don't mention it in the article. They just change the information as if that's and how put it was the printed. Little,
2: like the, the little blip at the end of the article to just say, hey, yep, we just flipped it. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So yeah. really and truly like that is that 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 comes back down to the foundation of if you ask, like, you know, about cancel culture and wokeness and how they're like bastardizing all these terms and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Funny, like I didn't I didn't plan on naming my album the pandemic. Like, you know, I don't speak, I don't say nothing about the pandemic, mm-hmm. like <laughs> really.
3: Yeah.
2: But it just happened and it just for me, like the pandemic was larger than 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 Corona or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like cultural. I was looking at like a cultural pandemic yeah. of what was happening. And just the fact that I think that freedom of expression is under attack, you yeah. know. Has been, has been under siege for a very long time, you know? And I've seen how they manipulated the audience during the Trump era. They've been manipulating the audience, you know, even before and after and blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I'm all for, I, I'm a youth worker, so I'm all for safe spaces and I'm mm. all for, you know, um, uh, respectful language yeah. and all that other stuff. You know what I mean? I work in a, I, I used to work in a space that did outreach to everybody, whether you were a drug addict, uh, a youth, uh, transgender, LGBTQIA, like whatever, you know what I mean, you, you subscribe to, that was, you know, that's the, the organization that I worked for. So to me, I'm like, I come from a space where allow people to be them, allow people to speak as they need to speak, allow people to make their choices as they, 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 they define their choices to be fit for them. You know, Mm -hmm. so obviously, like, you know, right now, you know, I'm not even even just the notion of flexing my privilege of being able to still get work or still have concerts, um, still have shows during the pandemic. I've been very, like, mindful of that and I've been very mindful of what I turn down and what I what I accept. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I've been turning down events that are, are taking a hard line. On you know I mean any kind of passports or any kind of whatever if you're if we're out here segregating our community like I'm not about that like right. you know what I'm saying regardless of regardless of what my choices another person's choices are you know I I'm just the the person that I've been traditionally from time has always been yo know, let people make their decisions as they see fit you know what I'm saying
1: yeah no absolutely and and you know you mentioned you know those passports and stuff and. When you look at other countries that what they're going through right now, like, you know, like Austria and Australia and even Germany right now and um, how how they're just mandating, you know, getting the vaccine and, you know, and, and again here at We Speak English, Good TV, we are fully support the vaccine. Go get the vaccine. Uh but don't listen to me. Talk to your fucking doctor. Don't listen to the internet. Don't listen to people on the internet. Go talk to your doctor and find out if the vaccine is right for you. Vaccines great. Thank you, Bonnie. <laughs> Thank you Pfizer. Fuck you, baby. Fuck. Hold on. I'm going to Hold on. I'm
2: Brought to you by Pfizer. Fuck you.
1: Pay me. Thank you, Pfizer. <laughs> so with that said, yay vaccines. Uh, what is it? Hey. <laughs> right. um, you know, uh, what? How how does that fall on your ears when you're seeing uh, all these other countries, and these are first world countries, and, um, and and there is a lack of freedom of speech and freedom of expression in these countries, and and you know, and in Canada including, because you know that is not written into your constitution there to the, the be able to just say whatever you want uh, without reproach, which is not how freedom of speech works here, but. You you see what I'm saying? When you see these other countries who are falling under these very draconian uh, laws, where people are being forced to be mandated, and and uh, like Austria put like February fifth, they they're like everyone has to be vaccinated by February fifth, everyone. And I'm like, what? What happens after February 5th? Like, what? <laughs> but, but, what you, what you hear when you're seeing all this stuff kind of going on? Do you have any fears that something like that might come to Canada?
2: What do you mean might come to Canada? Well, like,
1: <laughs> wait, are bro, you guys, Canada. are you guys doing passports? What? I don't know, bro. I, but, bro, we,
2: we're like, they say that Canada is probably the most adherent to. It. All of the like the protocols that are going right, now, going down right now in Quebec where I am is.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Like, that's right. Jesus Christ, we oh, just spent yeah. all these months talking to Canadians about how you guys couldn't even get art supplies because it wasn't, it wasn't considered a necessary buy or something. Like you guys couldn't buy certain things. You guys were restricted. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys for reminding I'm- me. That- <laughs>
2: We couldn't we couldn't do like literally as 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 behind that suit just said, like we were locked down for a full six months. Mm. We went into lockdown prior to everybody, I'm pretty sure, like when it comes to the rest of Canada. Um yeah, I mean, you know, masks is still a thing. Mm. Passports are, are they're trying to make it a thing, you know, there's certain businesses that are that are with it. There's certain businesses that aren't, mm-hmm. you know? Um I mean they're trying to say that by tomorrow, if you're not vaccinated, you can't leave or enter the country as a Canadian.
1: <sighs> that's you tomorrow. Know what
2: I'm saying? So I was like, I want to see, I want to see how this okie doke is going to work. Right. Because <laughs> I want to, I want to know if, if behind that, if, 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 if let's just say, by. I don't know, I'm not asking anybody's vaccination status because mm-hmm. that's everybody's personal. Yeah. Business, that's right? medical
1: information. But let me just,
2: let's just suppose that behind that suit, uh and Bonnie, right,
1: mm.
2: weren't vaccinated and they decide to, I don't know, make a stop in Uganda. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, you know, they are like, okay, it's December 2nd, I'm coming home, right? Like, is Canada looking at Uganda saying, fuck you, you guys have new citizens?
3: Mm. Yeah.
2: Right. Like, there is literally, I basically put it like, uh, I call it like the no man left behind clause type of shit, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's like, Your country cannot leave you, abandon you in another country unless you really fucked up. Like, unless you got... Go to Singapore and spit on the street, and they want to flog you or some shit like that, right?
1: <laughs> they will just leave you remember them. that. Oh yeah, that remember kid that? Got fucked up, yeah. That, kid that American, kid, yeah, that American, that American kid was going around uh, like vandalizing cars and stuff, and they're like, "Fuck you!" And then America was like, "You can't do that." And they're like, "Watch us!" And they whooped that boy's ass. Live TV <laughs> <laughs> on live TV. <laughs> on live TV. <laughs> <laughs> which is fucked up it's fucked up but it's funny as fuck (laughs) but still
2: at the end of the day yeah it's like if you're if you're not fucking up like you know they can't leave you in another country
3: yeah
2: you know what i'm saying so canada's very like we're very slick on the okie dope Mm. they're very slick on the fact that like you know they please they, they try to please us in every possible way i mean especially when you come here in montreal the red light district right so i mean like you can literally get every fucking thing you want like damn near legal you know what i'm saying you got you know heroin clinics you got places that you know i mean prostitution is legal as long as you do it in your home blah 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 you know i mean and then marijuana is legal across the country right
1: yeah i mean that's that's nice that's nice of them to give you that
2: But people been pretty much subdued right it's almost like they feel like we've been like so dumbed down by like, you know what I mean? By our desires. Yeah. Giving into every
1: impulse, every, every basic impulse. And you're just concerned about like, I'm going to get high, get my nut off and and go get high on dope. And then I'm just going to go home and not complain about the tyranny that is among us.
2: Yeah, like I mean, I don't know. Like a lot of most provinces in Quebec, we have like they have liquor commissions. We have a liquor commission, but we can still buy like alcohol at any like corner store. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, or like when I when I say alcohol, like beer and certain things like that, you can't get whiskey at a corner store. But you know, they they pretty much try to. They're like, yo, look, we're gonna give you everything that 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 you want, or we think that you want, so that when the time comes for us to like rein in and turn around, a lot of people don't understand that. The protocols, the mandates, a lot of these things are are made possible because most of our services in, in Canada are nationalized, mm. right? So, you know, you have, like, the Canadian broadcasting company. They were able to, like, take a hard line with their employees because national, it's nationalized TV, right? you yeah. know? So, you know, our Medicare is nationalized. You know, this is where America, uh, you guys kind of, like, saved your skin on not having a nationalized me- medic, um healthcare system, right, in the sense where in America every state governs themselves as they see fit to a certain level, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Right. Canada doesn't really run like that you know what I mean, our provinces and our, we don't have governors, you know what I mean, we have premiers mm-hmm. you know, so the powers are, are a lot different But our governor, the only person that actually holds the title of governor, the governor general in Canada, is actually the real boss bitch. Like she's the the only person in the in the country that, at you know, in the event of the prime minister fucking up, she can take his job. (laughs) She's the conduit. She's the she's the 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 mediator between Canada and England. She's the mediator between the prime minister and the queen. So she kind of has the powers of the queen. On this land, you Mm. feel what I'm saying.
1: Yes, yes.
2: So they had to go to the Queen last year to get the Queen to grant the the emergency orders that they needed to be able to um, amend the temporarily amend our constitution and our constitutional rights. Whoa. All right. So wow. all of this kind of leads up to like, okay, well, you know, as being that I'm in radio and I, you know, I've been watching this shit coming, I was just like, look, like every little step that we adhere to in Quebec was one step closer to these like national mandates. Mm. Right. You know, so Canada's taking, they've taken almost the same position that australia has taken where they've said look like or the uk has taken where they said look like fuck you we give you free medicine mm. so when we tell you to take the free medicine uh, take the fucking free medicine and you're you. like yeah but you didn't like I, you didn't talk to me like that you didn't like tell me that i had to like literally walk naked to get the flu shot like you didn't treat me like you're fucking right. like side bitch <laughs> like when it came down to like you know whatever you yeah. know yeah. what i mean a tetanus shot but now all of a sudden like people are crazy because you know what i mean and as i said like whoever does what they do let them do that Mm
3: -hmm.
2: you feel me Mm -hmm. but when you understand that you know you're 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 under a regime that is controlling you based off of access to your desires Mm -hmm. whatever it may be so it's like the things that they've nationalized you know yes they're 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 necessity they're important but on some level it's like we might need to rethink how much control we give the government when it comes down to our medicare and our whatever but nobody's going to give up medicare in canada
1: yeah well i mean <laughs> i mean i, I mean honestly I, I that's one thing that i wish america would get on board with is this the, uh, at least an option for it right like if you want your own Private healthcare, like you know, this is America, goddamn it! You could do it, but uh, 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 but but to have an available option for people to just be able to not have to like, cause they're here in America, you can go into debt. And like your whole life could be ruined just because you had like a a hernia surgery, you know, like just a simple, uh, you know, surgery like hernia surgery, which is not that simple, but still it's it's invasive. But it's still it's something that you recover relatively quickly from that can put you out of your home because you can't afford those bills, that surgery or whatever the situation may be. Uh, you could really end up in trouble out here so it, it's it's a uh, it is something I wish that we did have here and and at least an option of it um but it, it is not but but yeah i I wouldn't imagine anybody wants to give up their free health care I mean my goodness it's oh, like
2: I mean look I'm an asthmatic like I benefited from the healthcare care system so yeah. I'm the you know what I mean mm-hmm. I'm just saying that these are things that we have to keep in mind and mm-hmm. understand yeah. to understand how to navigate these times that are coming forward Dude. you know what I mean because it's not about uh, you know I knew that we were going to be in for a long haul when it came down to this whole whatever you know what I'm saying so you know when it we're about to go into like phase three or phase four of their long haul and you know the booster programs are rolling out across Canada and across North America and all that other stuff right hopefully this is the last of the haul but it what is putting a, a strong damper on the arts out here. And you know what I mean? Mm. Like what is happening culturally in our city, you know? So um, though, yes, you know, events are still going down and whatever it, it seems weird. Right. Because, Mm. you know, in one sense, they're telling us that if we have a concert, like, people can't like stand and and sing i mean they, they can't like you as a spectator you know are supposed to be seated and people aren't supposed to everybody got to keep their masks on or whatever you're like it's not a concert you know yeah. but then again like you know parties are happening and you know shows are happening and things are happening at museums and blah 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 you know there's 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 a lot of ways in and around kind of, I guess, you know, people are still doing their things underground, but culturally, yeah. Like everything that's happened over the last year and especially in the last couple of months, uh, especially since the, you know, since, since North America just went full liberal, you know what I mean? (laughs) Biden, Trudeau. I mean, I say that in the sense where like, you know, there was, there was a Republican, in america there was a liberal over here mm-hmm. so it kind of like kept a certain balance right yeah. you know now the, the the entire continent is kind of like on the same page
1: mm-hmm.
2: politically speaking Do you so, said
1: balance do you do, do you think there needs to be a balance uh between two sides be
2: I, I think there always needs to be a balance right mm-hmm. i think there should always be like i mean you know you don't have good without evil right yeah you know Mm -hmm. like i think there should always be a balance in life like there should always be something that that allows somebody to you need to have choices
3: yeah
2: you know what i mean you need to have choices and you know i don't like can somebody just be fully liberal or like is that is your entire life just supposed to be fully liberal like if you're liberal with your money every day you're gonna go broke you know what i'm saying
1: (laughs) go well go broke is what they say (laughs)
2: No, well, as a man, like as a man, if you're a liberal with your firm with every woman, guy, like you're gonna have five hundred fucking kids running around. You feel what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> Don't be too liberal, son. <laughs> well, you no, and, but 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 yeah, and, and uh, I I completely agree with you, and um, uh, and and it seems like it's gone so far to the liberal side, and which which I consider myself, and I, and I feel like that you probably consider yourself a liberal thinking person just by how you're talking i would say that you have that mentality that you're accepting you don't mind pronouns you're you want people to be happy you want people to live their lives healthily and stuff you know like like that's i don't uh it's not a bad idea but it does seem like it's it's gotten to that point where if you go against that narrative even now you're now you're donald trump or you're a white supremacist and and how interesting is it? Kanye that,
3: is a white supremacist. Yes,
1: how interesting is it that Kanye West is a white supremacist? I mean, how interesting is that to you? When you when you hear those kind of words being thrown around to to black folks like Kanye West, in which you know everybody has an opinion about Kanye. I love Kanye, by the way, but uh, uh, but uh, how does that sound to you when when you hear? This, like, liberal narrative of uh, sort of telling black people that they're white supremacists, how does that fall on your ears? And what is, what? where do you think that even, well, let's start with that. How does that fall on your ears? Well, how do you process Yo, it? no,
2: nobody slapped the black off of Joe Biden when he told <laughs> black America that they were not black enough if he did not vote for, like, his black ass. <sighs> I didn't know. I didn't know he got dropped in a tub of chocolate and got left there overnight. I did not know. You feel what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, like, you know, I look at it like I have this, I have this, 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 this this philosophy, I guess, if you want to call it a thought about like, you know, pocket societies, right? Pocket cultures. You know, we're all pocket cultures, right? We're all like, you know, just imagine uh, a pair of pants with like, you know, a hundred pockets. You know what I'm saying? One pocket doesn't know what the fuck the other pocket's doing. Mm -hmm. One pocket's not really, you know, paying attention to their pocket unless you're attached to that pocket and maybe some like ink could like leak through from one side to the next. Mm -hmm. But most pockets, like, they work autonomous from, you know, I mean, they work independent. Right. You know, in the in the when I was growing up, we had a lot of pocket cultures. You feel what I'm saying? Like death jam, you know, uh, deaf comedy jam. It was mm-hmm. a pocket culture. Yeah. You, know? Maybe, maybe, you know? Maybe it wasn't popular to 50 million people around the world, but it was popular to us. And at that time, what was said there stayed in that pocket. You know what I mean? Over time, these pockets started to, like, merge and these pockets started to get opened up. You know what I mean? And you'd have, like, to make space on these fans, you'd have, like, you know, four or five pockets become one. Right. And some of these pockets, you know, wanted to be like, you know, you got little pockets, but everybody wants to be the big fucking pocket. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody wants to be the front pocket. Everybody wants to be the back pocket. Everybody wants to be, but you don't realize that, yo, like the big pocket is the first one to get torn. Right. Yeah. The big pocket is the first one to like, you're sitting on the big pockets. You're farting on the big pockets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Like if you want to be a big pocket, like no problem. But you know, sometimes, like, staying in your little pocket is all you need. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. sometimes, like, just like, literally, like, respecting that pocket. I think us as pocket cultures, we looked at the big pockets, and we all wanted something that once we got it, it was like, mm, I don't know about this. You know what I mean? You know, hip-hop was fine before the Grammys. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't really need to necessarily have global supremacy to the point where you kind of want to throw up when you just you know speak about you know when you speak about hip-hop or you speak about hip-hop has like all kinds of subcultures within it but at the same time what what the what the the the, the majors are using hip-hop to accomplish right is the anti like it it, it it's the total antithesis of like what we, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's backwards to what we, to the seeds that we planted. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So the fact that, yes, I like, it's great that we could sell commercials and that's how I pay my bills. You know, most of my music is used for television and film, Mm -hmm. but really and truly like, you know, the, the notion that, you know, we all have to be a part of the big pocket, you know, I think these are the things that has like, has truly like thrown off like, everything that we've been trying to build out here. You know what I mean? So, you know, people looking at black culture or looking at, you know, certain pockets of black culture and thinking that they understand it and that we're all supposed that we all think the same or that we're all supposed to be this or that we're all supposed mm-hmm. to be that. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it, it was it, it goes back to that whole thought of like, you know, what was talking white? You know what I mean? Like accents are different you know i was listening to a brother from i think ohio or something like that and i was like damn he sound canadian <laughs> you know what i'm mean? saying <laughs> yeah. so you know it's it's i think that we have a culturally we have this uncanny way of trying to um belittle people who don't go along with the narrative you know what i mean mm-hmm. kanye west wasn't going along with the narrative right. you know so not only did they like the the when it comes to like black celebrities, I find that like white media is very particular in how they um, reprimand them publicly. So they'll get other black celebrities to reprimand them for them. Mm, You know, that like with Kanye West, my problem with like somebody, like if I use this as an example to like, you know, cap your answer your question, I find that, you know, we're not supposed to agree with everybody just because they're black or whatever the case is. But then I also have a big problem where people, will you know black folks criticize successful black men you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. for having their own expressive way or whatever the case is you know Mm -hmm. for so long we've been looking for you know a certain amount of success within the community and a certain amount of whatever that it's it's a shame that once we get there we've allowed the majors we've allowed the corporate media you know what i mean to kind of unravel that to like distance us from you know the these fruits you know what i mean from the benefits that can come from just us as a collective not just a black collective but you know hip-hop culture or as you know somebody asked is it the same thing as cult cultures i wouldn't say it's a cult culture but like you know anything however you label your movement however you label your culture however you know what i'm saying reggae culture is a subculture all of these cultures are subcultures you know how reggae governs themselves i don't think that people in hip-hop should you know what i mean like mm. should, should should have an opinion on you mm. know what i mean how rock music governs itself i don't think country music should have an opinion on mm. so that's just how i see you know what i mean yeah, when it yeah. comes down to speaking culturally and being culturally out here you know you're
1: like you're just like stay in your pocket bro <laughs> stay Mm -hmm. in your fucking pocket and if you don't like what that pocket has to stay don't go in that pocket stay in your own pocket
2: stay in your fucking pocket don't don't fucking don't
1: fuck with that pocket then um well i i i I agree with that and um uh it's interesting you know like because there's parameters that you sort of placed on it's like um you, you you in your opinion you, you feel like they don't really have any business commenting on certain aspects of culture is that kind of where you're going where like certain people have they don't have business even saying anything about it well, it's,
2: it's like the baby said like after they tried to cancel the baby like for mm-hmm. the whole you know for 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 what they labeled as homophobic comments at his concert mm-hmm. if you're not a part of hip hop culture you're not going to understand what he was saying right you get what I'm saying? So, yeah. he, as he said, like, yo, my concerts are the people that come to my concert. Right. You know what I'm saying? That pay to come to my concerts. They're not for everybody. Right. You get what I'm saying? I do. So, like, you know, for me, I think the baby or whoever should be canceled for other things if you're going to talk about cancel culture, Right. I mean, you the fact
1: that saying? he murdered somebody in Walmart. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of things that there's a lot of other things that we could take issue with. You right, know what I'm
1: right. saying? And, so, and I'm, so, I'm I just Please.
2: No, but I just agree with what he was saying about like mm-hmm. stay in your pocket, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I, I agree with that too, man. It's like if you, I, 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 I'm more of the guy who's like, if you don't like what, if you don't like hearing what they're saying, it's like you don't have to listen to that. Like it, the, you you have the complete uh, ability to turn off the TV or turn off your tablet or turn off your phone or change the YouTube channel or whatever it is. You have that ability to to not support that. And the yep. fact that people feel like they have to take it a step further and, like, ruin people's lives and careers, that's where I take issue with it. Now, again, as there's some people out there who do so – They the, the crimes were so egregious that they need to be sort of silenced now. I do think so. I do think that there's people out there that that are horrible, like, to the point where they should be silenced and just sort of put away in a dark cell somewhere. Uh, but but – um, but you know, for the most part, man, like I, I, I just don't, I don't understand people sort of sticking their nose into where it doesn't really belong. And, um, <laughs> which I do all the time, by the way, <laughs> like as a podcaster, you know, as somebody who talks a lot about a lot of different topics, it's like, you know, we do kind of cover, uh, things that don't really have anything to do with me. And one of the things that I, I that I've sort of, which which I I'm, I've made the conscious decision is this sort of back away from the the trans, the trans topic because not until I have anything against trans people love trans folks, beautiful people, uh but but you know there is some there is some uh hypocrisies that go on like in any culture there's hypocrisies that go on that that I I don't care for but. Again, that's not my fight. That's not my battle. And so when, I, when I'm sitting here talking to, on that stuff, it's like, eh, it's not really my lane. It's not really my pocket, right? But a lot of things I talk about are not really my pocket. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know where the line is because, uh, I don't know, like, it, 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 it just seems like, I feel like we should, in some level, be able to be open about our feelings about any topic. But you know culturally, that's not where we're at. I don't know yeah,
2: I mean, I think that like I think that that openness you know where you know we're 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 on air personalities if you want to call it you're mm-hmm. running a podcast, whatever the case is, you know I guess you know one of the the first rules of you know journalism or anything like what we're doing is knowing that not everything has to be said right, not everything has to be spoken about and if you truly want to um, you know, cause change in your community, then stick to what you know best. Speak about what you know best. Mm. You know what I mean? What have you mastered? What is, what is, what are you, where do your natural ta- talents lie? Everybody has some natural talents. Everybody has mastered something. You know what I'm saying? So it's not for me to speak about topics that I haven't mastered. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? you know it's like right but but, I, I, but
1: how do you how do you I'm even to... i'm sorry
2: well i'm just saying i don't think i'm gonna like master like you know trans culture because it's not <laughs> right a part of my purview but at the same time um i guess if the if the moment came where i had you know what i mean mm-hmm. where somebody from the culture of the community is speaking to me about something or whatever the case mm-hmm. is then yeah like you know you ask me the question but i just you know, I don't think we need to like speak on everything,
1: right? Right. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. And, and I went and like just, just you know, for full transparency here, I went and uh, uh, last Monday I was talking to my friend and his his mom. You know, she, she well, you don't know. Uh, she was a she was she is a lesbian woman who raised him, and so he grew up in that world. So he calls himself half lesbian, which is kind of a little joke, but you know, whatever. I I, I don't. We we ended up drifting into, you know, the topic of, of transgender and, like, some stuff that's going on, um, which we don't have to go back into. But I ended up cutting that out because I cut it out and, and, and I just – I just did – Again, uh, like I, after reflecting upon the conversation, I was like, "Well, I don't really have a whole lot. Uh, I, I don't really feel like I have uh, a lot to offer for this, other than making people upset." Because what what I said was essentially would make some people upset if they if they felt a certain way about something. So, I I decided to cut it out because, like you know, first of all, YouTube is gonna probably say it's hate speech, and and I don't want that. And, and oh, I, shadow bit, and, and and i don't personally think it was hate speech i don't personally think what i said was was too offensive but i know that what i said would uh would be horribly offensive to some people i and and i don't i i i don't want to offend people but then again i don't want to have to censor myself to the point where Where I I I, well I can only just talk about music because I'm a musician and that's what I know about you know like to me personally that's boring after a while like I can I mean music is beautiful to talk about but like for me personally I feel like musicians and artists are way more than just the art and music that they create they you know like obviously you have opinions about things and these are pretty strong opinions and and in some circles that might they might cancel you or want to cancel you for just saying that stay in your own lane you know just because you're like. You, you, just because of what you're saying, somebody would be offended because you said that, right? It, it, like the fact that you know you don't agree that Kanye West should be called a white supremacist, is like well, how dare you? He was a Trump supporter, so fucking cancel, you know? Um, so it, you know, like I, I just I just have a real problem with people telling me not to talk about something. but but then again, what's worth talking about? Is it worth talking about these 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 subjects if it's just gonna give you you know, backlash, and you're gonna have to deal with bullshit. I mean, I, I don't feel like dealing with that, and I don't want to hurt people's feelings, and I'm not trans, so I'm I'm backing away from it. I'm just I'm done with it, and and, and to the point where I'm cutting it out, and 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 that's where it'll lie, you know. And I, I just I you're right, we're broadcasters, and there's we don't have to say everything, but I I, I definitely am someone who feels that uh, that everything should be on the table if it goes there. Um, obviously I stare, I can steer away from subjects and I will steer away from subjects, but, uh, but you know, there's just some lines you got to draw, you know, and, and, and that's, that's that's the line.
2: You know, we don't have to be clickbait, but be real. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if it, if you feel strongly about something and you're like, yo, I feel like I have something to offer on that, on that subject, make sure that you say, you know, I mean, don't censor yourself out of fear. Mm. Like I I did that. You know what I mean? I've been there. You mm. know what I mean? Where you're like, I don't know if I wanna be labeled in a certain way. I don't wanna be typecasted. I don't wanna be whatever the case is, you know. I might wanna be a little more like Drake than I wanna be like, you know what I mean, uh Sick Man or yeah. you feel what I'm saying? Like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons why we why we tend to, you know choose to say and not say something you know i am definitely not one of those people that doesn't say a lot like i might go through the filter but eventually i'm gonna find a way to say what i need to Mm -hmm. say how i need to say it i'm also not somebody who um like the the restrictions that they put in place were definitely not carved out for somebody like myself yeah You know what I'm saying? Just because, you know, I've been, I'm a pretty, like, I'm not a reclusive person, but I've had my time, you know, I've done my tours, I've done all of that other stuff. I like to just be home, watch movies, cook my own food, you know, a garden. Uh, I got, I got six month old twins at home. Like I, I got no time to be like partying or flying around and all that other shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, these things were not def- necessarily carved out for me, but I'm like, you got to do what's worth, what, what's best for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, you have to, you know, I guess I'm the type of person that, uh, I don't want to say that, like, you know, people people won't, they don't take issue with me or people don't, whatever, but it's like, you can't cancel somebody that's uncancelable. I'm like, how the fuck do you, like, what are you talking about? I've been, I've already been, you know, seen as uh, a liability. You know what I mean? To 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 the majors and to the people that could have definitely lined my pockets in a different way. But you know, on that first album that I put out, "Voice of the Streets," um, the project that, uh, as I said, was kind of like that, helped blow the doors open out here. You know, I'm I'm speaking. I'm you know that came right out of the loose change era that mm. came right like literally on the heels of it so you know 2003 I'm like putting out like tracks like war report where you know the second verse that starts with me saying uh Schwarzenegger's a Nazi my people watch me the skull and bones you uh the skull and bones you sport in the state and then you as property you know what I mean it's mm. like nobody wanted like the the, the majors weren't going to push that." You know what I mean? The major's gonna try to put no money in that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So definitely I've always been somebody that I said, look, I don't, you know, at some point you just have to speak. Mm-hmm. But I also learned, you know, by being this person um, that yeah, we don't have to talk on everything.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm
2: saying? Sometimes you you wanna, you know, as you said, right? Like going back to like, just the whole, just the whole notion of uh, people being canceled because of like old posts on Facebook. You know what I mean? I guess when you start family planning and you start thinking about certain things, you're just like, I don't know if I want the sins of this father to come back on my two beautiful boys. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So you you kind of carve out certain things and you 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 try to work in a certain way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But never, never make anybody uh, convince you or convince anybody that like they cannot speak. That you cannot, you know what I mean, put your mouth on any topic you want to put your mouth on. I mean, you might not want to put your mouth on anything you want to put your mouth on. You know what I'm saying? Right? Like, I remember, like, I was, like, seven years old. I remember, like, I was, like, an idiot. You're, like, remember, I told you, we do, like, minus, like, today is minus seven, right? Like, like, like. My guy, Mike, and I, were, were, were we were kind of doing like Celsius Fahrenheit wars. You know, he was like, it's cold. I'm like, you don't know nothing about cold, Mike. Right?
1: <laughs> you don't know <laughs> about Canada cold, motherfucker. <laughs>
2: this is Canada, bro. It's coming out here. What is that? It's 23 degrees Fahrenheit. And he said it's 30 degrees Fahrenheit. I said, okay, okay, okay. But look, you gonna come back and talk to me about cold in January when it hits about minus 36 or uh. minus 40 degrees Celsius in Quebec, right? Like, that's a whole... You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a whole different... Like, you learn to not put your mouth on things that are cold and cold. You feel what I'm saying? Yes, So, you know, on some level, like, just like that, just like you learn how to not, like, you know, be a bright jerk and, like, buy a popsicle when it's, like, minus 16 outside, right? Yeah. Your, your your, Your tongue gonna get fucked up. Like, you don't... You don't wanna... You know what I mean? You don't wanna potentially you know create a list of of things right that kind of don't and i guess this comes into like branding right this is where i put my brand hat my branding cap on you know what i mean it's like speak on whatever whatever adheres to your brand you know like us talking about the mandates and protocols and all that other stuff that adheres to my brand because if you go and listen to my album you listen to my project these this is the information that i'm kind of speaking on even though i'm not speaking on you know i mean kobe or none of this shit you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but it goes within like it goes within how you know i've built what i've built and you know why i've decided to stand on the legs of freedom of speech over you know trying to like Figure out how I could build my own embassy like Drake and shit. You know what I'm saying? You know that's what they call his mansion in Canada. They call, they call it they call the embassy. The em- oh, they call it the embassy. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, he called it. He called it the embassy, right? Because I mean, it's not the fuck in it. Like he has like a, He literally has what? What do they say? Like there's an NBA regulation basketball court in there. I think he got a Cineplex Odeon in that bitch. I'm um, like, he has his own. Like, I'm. I'm pretty sure that he's like figured out how to like build Jurassic Park somewhere in that place. Guy. Like it's
1: huge. <laughs> <running> it's, mass- <laughs> it's,
2: it's so massive. It's so massive that that like, you know, because the pandemic hit and I'm sure that he had like big plans for this embassy. Like he was gonna open it to the public and all kinds of other stuff. He was going to have celebrity basketball games and charge people like exuberant, like all kinds of like Dumb money like the yeah. drake kanye west tickets are going for now they're mm-hmm. like seventy five hundred dollars for like front row seats and shit right but like they're like drake drake done fucking done like try to figure out how he could make this money money back so now he's doing virtual tours of the embassy and like every corner like every time you turn around you go into a room you're gonna be like hit with drake related projects products <laughs> So you're gonna just be able to buy like Drake all over. His, you're gonna buy Drake all over Drake.
1: Wow, and man, I, I mean that. I mean personally, I think that's that's fucking incredibly genius. Uh, it's great. I, I think that's incredible. Uh, that good for Drake. Good for Drake. Get your money, baby. Get your money. Uh, I I I I love all that shit, man. I love that Kanye. Even you know, I know a lot of people didn't appreciate him hanging out with Donald Trump, but I feel like in some way. He was doing it as a fucking, like, I honestly feel like that dude is just, like, like ten steps ahead of everybody. Like, I, I feel like that dude has just orchestrated some, like, real, like, real fake drama to get his album sales up. Honestly, like, all the shit that happens always coincides with, like, an album dropping. You know, like, even when you look at, like, Beyonce and Jay-Z and they had that whole, like... Uh, uh, you know they cheated on each other and then the hip-hop Illuminati and like all these things that 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 are public you you gotta imagine are are, you have to be on some level orchestrated and and especially when it all coincides with album drops I mean you (laughs) call him what you will but the motherfucker's a genius I don't care what he says and I love his music even though the last album didn't really hit me that great but hey whatever he's a genius he does what his thing (laughs) Uh, I I don't know. Uh, would you agree with that? Would you agree that 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 the some of this stuff might be a little orchestrated?
2: Oh, bro! Like I was I was just saying on my on on Twitch, like on Friday or whatever that because uh, you know during my show. So on on Twitch, um, I rock a show called the Daily Dose weekdays at ten a.m. and um, ten a.m. Eastern that is, but. Um, what we what what you know i do a little music news a spin I'd, you know a spit blah 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 and we were talking about kanye's as we can, like the fact that you know I'm trying to get kim back and all that other shit and i was like well bro like from jump i've been saying that all of this this is a psyop i yes. was like yo Con-. i'm like kanye's a walking psyop like yes. don't think don't get it twisted, right i'm not he should don't be a cia like, agent he- yeah, I don't think. For he's we like know he a is. and shit, right? And I don't think that, as I said, I'm not saying that just because he's black, we're supposed to agree with everything that he does and blah 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 blah. Right? right. You know what I mean? But I'm just like, yo, you're a walking psyop, bro. Like, <laughs> let's, let's let's admit, let's admit it. Like, he knows what he's doing, though. Like, he's straight up. He's out here psyching out. Dude, you realize that it was like, I don't know, a year, year and a half before everything, before the world shut down. And my man, like, Dunn built a bunker, Dunn started talking about how he, like, he, bro, come on, come on, yeah. he knows what's up. like, Kanye's clickbait, yeah. you know, every time, like, you know, he didn't expect, I don't think, like, a lot of people, nobody, I didn't expect that, 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 you know, the old guy over there, like, was going to make it in, right? <laughs> so I figured that they were going to, like, opt for the rich old guy versus, like, the senile old guy. Right. But whatever you know what i mean they they say the, the the worst of whatever or the best of two the lesser of two evils. lesser I'm of like, two evils yeah evil, like you're just talking about evil like you give me the choice between evil and evil and i'm like okay Thanks. anyhow
3: you, but, great choices. um
2: yeah you know but uh you know the whole i don't think he thought that dude was gonna lose he needed something for clickbait so like why not say that they're getting divorced you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. And then by like, you know, I don't know, February, Valentine's, you know, some grand gesture, they're going to get back together, blah, 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 blah. Like I'm talking about, yes, they're doing the charity concert, but $7,500 Kanye West tickets, like that's, we're in a whole different world now, bro. Yeah.
3: It's
2: a whole different, you know what I'm saying? And that's all, that can all be drummed up because of clickbait.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, we buy into it. We're talking about
1: it right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Right? It's, I mean, it's great. He fun. got us. He got us good. He got us, man. And hey, Kanye. hook, line, and singer. But but here's the thing about Kanye West. It all started with the music. And so fucking it's not like he came out of the gate with these, like, crazy ideas and being a psyop guy. He was just some chubby dude with his mouth wired shut. You know what I mean? Like, he, he fucking you know, came out Kanye swinging. Came
2: Montreal, when Con- Kanye came to Montreal with... Um, Talib Kweli, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, this is back when I was a Talib Kweli fan, mm-hmm. and I went to I went to see the concert, and uh, Kanye was just like, when he came out, nobody knew who he was, you know, he did his little opening or whatever. But prior to that, he was just like jamming in the crowd. Mm-hmm. He was just walking around talking to people, like, yeah. oh, ah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Coming outside, just chilling and shit. Like Kanye was a regular ass guy, you know. Mm-hmm. So You know, if, and we all said, like, I I think every DJ that, that, that encountered him and everybody that, you know, seen this guy walking around or whatever, I didn't talk to him while he was walking around, but I seen him perform, you know, we're all just like, if you only knew, (laughs) (laughs) if you only knew, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. definitely like
1: you know come on but i mean like it would be different if kanye like came to the forefront through like some like bullshit like i don't know like a sex tape or something you know like that's how they got their fame was like a sex tape and then he was out here drumming up all this bullshit i mean it would be a different story but like the dude it started with music Mm -hmm. it started with real art and real talent and real motherfucker changed hip hop several times several fucking times there wouldn't be a drake if there wasn't a Kanye West. Okay. Uh, there's a question here from the chat. And by the way, I'm sorry that we're so late into the fucking podcast that I didn't even say anything. Uh, if you guys have a question for Forever Preach, uh, there's channel points that you can use. Uh, they're called fresh bars. They're, it's a cheap, it's very cheap. It's only one fresh bar to ask a question. So it's a, just by being here, you have enough freshness to, to, to ask a question. So this is coming from... Hey, that's right baby uh the this first question comes from penny or or deuce penny um community member here the world has gone nuts do you think early fuck the world punk would have been able to say what they say well what they said now do you think oh there it is (laughs)
2: Was no, no, bro. Like, <laughs> let's go back. Like if I just take deaf Comedy Jam because that's something that I really know. Or if I take like, yeah, like Fishbone, Bad Brain, mm-hmm. all of that stuff, like like you're talking about bad brains. We're talking about H mm-hmm. Man. H Man would not like what what space would H Man have been able to exist in at this point? You know what I mean? Fishbone, like what like nothing. I'm talk I mean, what was the dude's name? Um he used to do month shows out here in Montreal. He's like, you know, no, like, dude was like pissing and shitting on stage. GG like, Allen,
1: G. G. Allen.
2: G. G. Allen right? <laughs> like, what, like, this? But as much as it's not, GG Allen's not my cup of tea, right? Yeah, um, GG Allen is still a part of the culture, and he's an important part of the culture, and he helped progress the culture musically because, regardless of. You know, he was early clickbait. That was some early, like, that was, you know what I'm saying? That's early clickbait. So, you know, that was before clickbait, right? So definitely when you look at, like, comedy in the 90s, you know, if we were to apply this day and age to, like, the early 90s, you wouldn't have Martin Lawrence. You wouldn't have Steve Harvey. You wouldn't have a Bernie Mac. You wouldn't have, and if you didn't have those people, you wouldn't have Kevin Hart. Yeah. You wouldn't have Dave Chappelle. You wouldn't have whoever the case is. You wouldn't have, you know what I mean, fucking who, Jussie Smollett, guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> all of this shit, like, you know what I mean? They, they, All of these people come from somewhere. Red Fox wouldn't have been able to exist in this time. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Sanford and Son. Yeah, you know, like, Love it, Red Fox. These, you know, Archie Bunker. Like, none of these people, you know what I'm saying? Mm. None of these shows would have, like, been able to make its way through. For what?
1: You know? So, man. Okay, so by He's the way, I, d- I don't know if... Uh, I. uh Here's the thing about G.G. Allen. The stuff that's on his face could be blood, dirt, or feces. I'm not sure what it is. So, whatever you're looking at, who knows? Uh, and on his tattoo, he says, live fast, die. Die? It just says, live fast, die. It doesn't even say young. I don't see young in there. It just says, live fast, die. Which he did very well. He he died very well. Um uh, anyways, I, I just thought people should see Gigi Allen. If you guys don't know who Gigi Allen is, just because Gigi Allen came up and, and I, I don't care for the murder junkies that you know, they're not that's not my favorite stuff, but like I, I do feel like I do feel like you mentioned it and, and I do feel like he did uh, bring something to the table that, uh, that that changed a lot for punk and like true punk people know who Gigi Allen is. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to do some research. Oh, watch the film by Ted uh, or Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. He directed. Um, he directed The Hangover. But he uh, his NY and uh, he he was a, a a film major at NYU and. He did a documentary on uh, Gigi Allen for his for a I think I don't know if it was a project or something, but it was definitely um, it was definitely one of his first films they ever did. And uh, I, I can't remember what it's called. Hold on. I'm looking it up right now. Cause this, this shit is amazing. Uh, hated Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies. Ju- junkies. <laughs> junkies, it's a 1993 documentary directed by Todd Phillips. It is insane. Like like he's stiff. He's sticking like sh- turkey basers up his ass. He's like he takes the microphone, <laughs> and puts it in his mouth, and he just goes like this, and it breaks his whole first row of teeth. It never gets a fix fuck no why would he he's a murder junkie so uh yeah he is quite a character uh if you uh if you get sick real easy about this body fluid stuff you're not gonna want to watch this uh he's no nope. he's also a piece of shit i, I will say he's also, he does just punch women whenever he feels like it. stuff, so Whatever. He's not the greatest human being in the world, but uh, he definitely made an impact on on punk in a very interesting way. Anyways, yeah, I I, I tend to agree with you about none of these bands could really exist now. it's not in the mainstream like it is now. Um, I don't know. (laughs) What's up, your favorite today? Um, You know, like, I I don't know where they would fit. Like, everything right now needs to be, like, super – uh polished it can be grimy but you can't there's certain things you i mean like you definitely it definitely was funny didn't you find it interesting that um <laughs> it's funny what makes mainstream and then what makes like popularity and what sells like on on iTunes and stuff like a couple weeks ago i don't know if you saw that but there was uh in the top 10 iTunes and i think Amazon uh, there was a uh, 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 some jaunty little tunes by the name of "Fuck Joe Biden" going on, <laughs> and uh-huh. these, the, and people were buying these albums, and so like it's really. I I mean, Let's go, Brandon. Let's, yeah, go. Let's, go, go, Brandon. Let's, be Let's go, Brandon. Thank you, thank you. My bad. Thank you. They did it. Come like, on. My go bad, on. everybody. My bad. It was "Let's Go, Brandon," which is my one of my favorite phrases these days. But, uh, it, it, but it's interesting to see how. What culture allows and and pushes compared to what actually is what people want. Another great example is the Dave Chappelle, uh, uh, the latest special on Rotten Tomatoes. It has like 20 percent, you know, Rotten Tomato, whatever. And then when it's like when it's the people, when it's like but the the general audience is like 99 percent love. So it's really interesting how we have this this dichotomy, right? That that what, what people are actually doing and what people are supposed to be doing. Um, I, I do, do you agree with that? Would you agree with that statement? Or, or do you have your own idea on that?
2: What? with Like how people, how they'll tell you? Yeah, because...
1: Like, oh, please, go ahead.
2: They'll tell you something sucks and then when you look at it, like, you know, like how they're trying to convince everybody that... I don't know. I think... I think people sell what they want to sell, how they want to sell it. Mm. You know, right now, I guess like the great debate is like, do you love the Eternals or you don't, you know what I'm saying? You go on Rotten Tomatoes, it's one thing. If you go on this, it's another thing. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? This is why I think just people being able to just, you know, hold on to their sense of what's true to them. And that's, that's all that matters. You know, it doesn't work for somebody. Don't let it work for them. You know what I mean? But like, I don't know Are reviews really like the Siskel and Ebert, like, did they ever really like do anything? Like, you know, <laughs> was their critique ever really like worth a damn? Like, I don't know. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think that, you know, music is subjective. Some people are, some people like my stuff. Some people love it. Some people think I suck. Like some people just think it's like, Egh. you know what I mean? I don't want to hear none of that. And that's, that's, that's okay. You know, right. cause I can't please everybody,
1: I, you know? I guess what I was trying to say is, like, there's the, there's a difference between what people are actually into and, like, what's being sort of shoved down our throat. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. And, yeah. and that's always that, a thing. Like, like, independent music has always existed. It's just that, you know, it, it, it's just that it, it doesn't become independent once the mainstream sort of latches on it. Uh, you went darker, but true punk was fully integrated and just hated the establishment. Out of the pit, we took care of each other. Yeah, I, and I agree with you there. Like, punk, that culture is, is, uh, it is very, you know, like, people are very intimidated by it. But it is a very welcoming culture. I mean, as someone who has been in the pit, <laughs> I know, like, because the first thing that happens... Uh, and if you've ever I don't know if you've ever been in a mosh pit, but like the first thing that happens when you fall down is that there's like 10 people there to pick you up and make sure you're OK and to make sure uh-huh. you're not getting trampled and to make sure that you're, you're you're hydrated, you know, like, oh, do you need some water or, you know, like it's very it's a very welcoming culture. And um, but, yeah, it's very anti-establishment. And I think that that's probably another reason why. And that's sort of connected to what I'm saying, whereas like. This idea that uh, that the anti-establishment is not being promoted at all. In fact, um, let's let's all like fondle the balls of the establishment is like the is like the mainstream view now, and and. Th- that hasn't always been the case. I mean when you look at punk movements, hip-hop, all of these were fucking rejections of fucking uh, of, of what we were being forced to, you know, deal with and there were always pushed back uh, with them coming to the mainstream as well and it's always because it, they're, they're speaking truth. Why did they try to silence? Why did they bring NWA? Why did they bring Ice-T in front of Congress and fucking berate them and belittle them in front of America uh, because of the things they were saying? It's because they fear what they're saying and, and and punk the same reason like, you know fucking the Sex Pistols they they fucking they, they, It was only the kids and it was it, it the only reason why these 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 this music Became what it is is because kids were like fuck you. I won't do what you tell me and they fucking and they're gonna go and listen to this and rebel because that's that's just natural for kids to rebel against fucking the establishment and their parents and you know everything that they are just sort of forced to learn to grow up. So I, I it, it, we are sort of being stuffed. This this idea that we have to be, you know, everybody you fucking, if you're anti-vax, you're gone. If you're anti-mass, you're gone. If you're anti this, you're gone. You know, like all these ideas are just sort of being pushed down our throat. And the idea of like fucking standing up for what you believe in and and speaking against power and speaking truth to power have all gone by the wayside or gone underground. And in and, it and, 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 and it shows with people how what they're buying. People, people don't really want this woke shit shoved down. Their throat because they are watching the Dave Chappelle fucking the the special. Rotten Tomatoes is telling us that people care and they do want it. And fucking people are telling us by the market is telling us that they fucking don't like Joe Biden. But and so they're buying. Let's go Brandon and and knocking that. So it's just there is this movement that is is getting sort of pushed underground. That sort of I I fear that because right now the idea of embracing what the establishment and, and fucking give you know giving the establishment a big hug and being like oh it's okay joe biden oh uh, we love him anyways uh, oh he said that thing about black people but hey it's okay uh you know or or, or whatever the case may be it, it's gone so far that we have to accept whatever garbage that comes with it and uh and I just have a huge problem with that. And, and that's a huge reason why I fucking talk as much shit as I do, because I don't understand this whole fucking, let's bow down and kiss the ass of the establishment that's going on right now. Like I don't understand it. That that's not what that's not what I came from. I came from fucking fuck you, don't do it. I'm not doing what you tell me. I came from fucking rage against the machine, motherfucker. You know, like that's that's where I come from. And so to see this whole shift. And to see it all go to the side, to this one side, and that, and that, and you can only say these things that fit in this narrative, or else you are you're banished, and and it, and it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're an artist. Doesn't matter if you're a a fucking a a, 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 a a leader or a fucking community leader or anybody. You could be silenced because you are just speaking out against someone. And uh, I I find a huge problem with that. And I think that's all sort of linked to cancel culture and why it's it's so pronounced in our culture right now. Because it's useful. It's very useful to silence enemies of the state. And that's where I think the problem is. And that's where I think people are getting confused. It's like you're not just silencing people who said something about trans people, you know, that they might not agree with. You're also silencing people who are fucking trying to uh, communicate information to other doctors about, you know, possible adverse effects the, to, to the vaccine. You know, you're silencing real important honest conversation that needs to happen to get past these blocks that were sort of all, all, all being impeded by you know like there's walls constantly going up and and there's no getting past it if there's no conversation and that's the problem and 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 that doesn't go well in in history that never goes well when only one side of the conversation is heard I, i'm sorry that's just sort of I was
2: saying, is, that's what i'm saying like balance is necessary and I think that, you know, if I put this into just a musical context, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, you brought up NWA, you know. Well, NWA is definitely, you know, historic for many different reasons. But one of the things that NWA was also used uh in my point of view or in, you know, I guess, you know, certain hip-hop, uh, certain certain hip-hop circles, you know what I mean? You know, we would say that, you know, N.W.A. was also used to silence public enemies.
3: Mm.
2: You know, it ushered in uh, a new energy oh. of, of, of hip hop, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when what, what the bomb squad and what these guys were doing in New York, like in the 80s, you know, hip hop was was very communal. You know, you were speaking about, you know, it's either it was about girls or it was about the community. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was about you know, you know, dancing or some shit like that, you know. And then gangster rap became a thing, you know. And the rebellion of 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 arts and culture because let's let's face it, you know, parents in the suburbs have been trying to figure out how to silence rock and roll in suburbia for a very long time. We're mm-hmm. out of control, you know what I'm saying? And you know. Um, I can't remember the uh the name of the brother right now. Um the guy who had the first instrumental record banned. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh just because they called it they, what was it? Uh first I, I gotta look this up now. Let's do All it. All right. Let's go. Right? The first instrumental because um you know what was it called Fuck, it was like uh rebel or roar or something you know what i mean is some shit like that rumble, rumble. all right yeah rumble the by link ray um, and link ray link ray is a indigenous um uh electric guitar player all right and the man's crazy the man's amazing you mm. know what i mean link ray is amazing they've they uh They made an amazing documentary about just, you know, the indigenous, um, the indigenous uh, contribution to music on a whole, whether it's, you know, soul or rock and roll and all this other stuff. You know what I'm Mm. saying? Mm. Now, you know, this man's record was, was, there's no lyrics on it. It's just an instrumental. There's no lyrics on this shit. But because of the riff, he came up with that. He's the person that that came up with the. I think it was like the distortion that comes from guitars um, or something like that. Yeah, something. Don't quote me on. Don't quote me on exactly what it is. But he's the pioneer of something that comes. You know, when it comes to. Um,
1: I'm gonna demonetize uh, yeah. this. I'm gonna demonetize my uh, demonetize this episode just because I want to hear. So here we go. Oh yeah yeah. This was in Pulp Fiction as well. Which. Yeah. Wow! Oh, here, we gotta hear that famous line. Okay, so, yes, I'm very familiar with that song. Uh, yeah, I recognize it from Pulp Fiction too. So yeah, I
2: 1958, right? Yeah. Remains the most dangerous sounding instrumental <laughs> blues vamp ever recorded. Like, can you like think about that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if they were that afraid of an instrumental, you know, hip hop is a thing that kind of um, shifted the rebellion. You know what I mean? Mm. Hip hop also like allowed like suburban parents to kind of see that rock and roll wasn't that bad after all. They were just like, Oh my god, <laughs> like I my son could be a hip hopper, you know?
1: What is it? Um, what is he what did he say? He's like, um, slapping the bitches and punching the hoes. Is that what he says?
2: You know what I'm saying? It's like you know, it's a whole it was a whole different energy, it was a whole different world that came out. Yes. And I personally think that um like I think that hip hop is is was the perfect was the perfect device to divide and conquer the black community or just urban communities, poor communities. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like it 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 was it wasn't started out that way, right? We started out as being something that, as I said, peace and love and community and girls and dancing mm. and you know what I'm saying. But eventually it led to our downfall right it's like you know just the the desires that we built through it you know mm. the, the, the 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 language that we use in the music i'm not talking about just cursing but mm. you know yeah. it's we're a very violent music you yeah. know i don't think i think we're probably the most violent music mm-hmm. you know um uh you know i guess i don't know maybe it's just because my ass is old now you know what i'm <laughs> saying but there's no like you could kind of reflect on it is like there's no reason for the violence unless you're gonna be speaking about, you know, where you came from or what you have to go through or something like that. Like a lot of these stories were done in a reflective manner mm-hmm. uh in the nineties, and now those are kind of done in a present like as like I said, the dry snitching on themselves. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so I personally think that like that 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 being force fed is a way that the that um the powers that be have tried to kind of control the the flow of traffic. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Of how this traffic is, how this traffic is being, um, you know, how it's coming down the pipeline. You mm. know, uh, I think that, you know, hip hop becoming a global thing, hip hop becoming, uh, you know, it's mm. always been an accepting music, right? Nobody could say that hip hop has just been about black, this, that added that because you know, one of the the the, the forefathers of hip hop is Miguel Pinero. You know what I'm saying? He's one of the greatest uh, Latin spoken word artists of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, and he 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 took uh he took this art form. He took this 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 he took poetry that everybody was just doing in cafes and shit like that. And because he went to jail, you know. He started talking about like you know his drug habit and what it was like in prison and all of that other stuff and this was the end of the 60s and the end of the 70s right. that's where we get our notion of keep it real from you know what i'm saying that's yeah. where these lyrics like broken glass everywhere you know by grandmaster flash and the furious five comes from you know what i mean it's linking all of these experiences that we had we spoke about it in a reflective manner now we're speaking about it as i said in this kind of like we're glorifying The terms and the terminology and the detriment to our kids is that our kids want to be that you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. you know before we wanted to be chuck b now you know everybody wants to be triple x or whoever the fuck like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like and the people that they desire to be unfortunately are dead now Mm -hmm. you know i'm saying the people that they revere that they hold up are gone so when we think about like i may Still have a problem with how Canada governs itself when it comes to um, hip hop culture, right? But being that I'm kind of further down the road, I do understand that you know Toronto's always been a wild place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But Toronto definitely got wilder in the through this Drake era. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? When it was the mega city, it was one thing, but when it became the sixth. And his body started to get racked up on a weekend and I'm not saying it's Drake's fault you know what I'm saying yeah. like Drake is not that guy he's not a he's not a he's not a gangster he's not a this he's not <laughs> he a certainly that certainly is he's not, not a gangster. A that but the the energy of the music definitely changed in Toronto and that's because mm. the energy of the kids and the energy of the culture changed. You know, are you so uh, sometimes a couple. kind of like, you know, try to navigate or steer the pipeline just so that we don't lose our kids kind of, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, no, I do. And, and um are you familiar with an author named Thomas Sowell at all?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's my, that's my, that's my guy, man. I check him on Twitter every day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, he's very interesting. Like he has a lot to say sort of on this, um, where he sort of attributes to... Uh, you know, and again, like I, I in this moment, I, I um uh, I, I do feel like I'm stepping outside of maybe my uh safe zone of what I should and shouldn't be talking about. But like this, you know, this is what Thomas Sowell is kind of proposing. And please correct me if you think I'm wrong, but like he's saying that the the uh, the the violence that's within the community, within the black community, can be uh in turn uh uh, attributed to the the art and and the in in rap and hip hop. Um, now I, I said that terribly, and he says it much cooler than me, and he has a way better way approach than me. But oh, and, okay. and I'm not necessarily even agreeing with him. I'm just sort of re- repurposing what he said. Not repurposing, Jesus. I'm just sort of saying, sort of kind of saying what he said. And I'm not even sure if I'm saying it right. So please. If you- well,
2: let's not say that it's personally, like it's, it's specifically rap, but it's culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there's a culture of aggression. There's an a, There's a culture of. I don't know what you want to call it like you know what I'm saying there's a culture of criminality that is that that exists amongst the hip hop community Mm. that you know at this point you know Busta Rhymes said it 10-15 years ago and when Busta made this statement when Busta said look like everything is going towards trap if you're not talking about guns and blah 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 like Ray JT get out the way. And when I seen Busta make that shift, because if you remember Busta's early music, like it had nothing Mm. to do with, not like Busta was just spitting. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It had nothing to do with him, you know, being a gun man or this or that or blah, blah, Mm. blah. But when Busta made that shift, I kind of like, it was like the writing's on the wall. You know what I mean? Like the writing's on the wall when the OG, when the God is going to be talking like that. You know what I'm saying? So like our culture, like we have this culture around, and I guess, like, I kind of tie it into the notion that I don't want to blame wrestling. I don't want to blame movies. I don't want to blame whatever. Right. But, like, our culture is very cinematic. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, black culture, hip-hop culture, we do everything, like, you know, fresher. <laughs> everything got to be cooler. Everything got to, we got to put flag on our words. We got to, you know what I'm saying? So it's very, you know, and I think that, you know, within that culture you know the, 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 the um i don't know that just once again use a generic word but the energy or you know what i mean what happens within that culture you know what i mean what has been embedded within the culture you know of you know we went from like it being all about bruce lee and wu-tang and whatever oh you see that shit just came up like right like what what was that synergy bro like dinner hey. i didn't even know that was coming up <laughs> did even know that shit was coming up but like we went from like you know what i mean bruce lee and shaolin and wu-tang and all of this other good stuff right
4: oh. to
2: you know now it's i mean yes yeah, scarface yeah. and you know what i mean Let's like, like maybe thomas oil like we need to have a conversation about like what scarface did to like the culture mm. you know what i'm saying because scarface became a, a big thing within the culture uh mafia movies i remember i was in high school like yeah. I was 13 14 i was just obsessed was like mafia movies and everything was you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. we have this we have this 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 um uh what's the word that i'm looking for uh this fixation you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. on everything being like you know if you're not hard if you're not this if you're not selling if you're not trapping if you're not if you don't got like if you don't call them hoes if you call them women if you say oh i got a lady friend coming over it's like, what's wrong with you, dog? Like, you don't got no bitches? Like, what you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's everything has to be amped up. And, and, and I don't want to say that, you know, the culture is disrespectful, but disrespect goes a long way in the culture. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. definitely goes a long way in the culture. So, you know, I see one of the reasons why I didn't want to, you know, I was on this journey of like, where am I going to go with entertainment? Mm-hmm. And during this journey, of like, well, do I want to be an actor? Do I want to get in the theater? Do I want to whatever? And I started realizing that when it comes to, when it comes to, to acting, right. When it comes to being successful in film and even just being successful as a musician. And I want like, I hope that my, you know, any artist that's listening to me like can 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 understand what I say when I say this. All right. If you want to market anything, understand that fair is the number one, like is the number one sales, whatever, right? Fair sells more than anything on this planet. Everything is about fear. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why security companies, that's why insurance, that's why banks, that's why the police, that's why whatever the case is. Are so, you know, they 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 will stay in business. The army is going to stay in business. All of these things are staying in business. Nobody's getting rid of these things, right? Because as 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 human beings, we understand we're fragile. So, like everything, right now, they got people like the the mandates and the protocols is all because everybody's skirt. Everybody is, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah. But more than like. If you actually want to make it, and you want to make it big, you want to go big time in in Hollywood or music. Like self deprecation is the name of the game. Mm. You know what I mean. And the more self-deprecating you are willing to be, is the more of a red carpet they'll roll out for you. Mm. You know what I'm saying. So you know if you're you know if you're overweight and you're trying to be and i'm not saying this like do not get me wrong right but i'm saying like you know if you happen to be the overweight black guy and you're looking to be like a real serious actor you know what i'm saying like unfortunately it might be like good luck to you because they're looking for you to be the brunt of the joke mm-hmm. they want to use you in the movie where they can you know speak about your weight to their benefit where they can Speak about your whatever the case is you know sometimes i see people that like actually get casted in some of these roles like you know like they're talking about like the ugly girl it's like oh my god i can't date her because she's ugly and then you actually see a woman that's supposed to that's <laughs> representing the ugly girl and i'm like why would you do that to yourself hmm. like why would you take that role yeah. you know it's like a um, master of none right where the the, the 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 indian cat where you did the whole episode on just like you know if you're an indian actor and you don't do the indian accent
3: mm-hmm.
2: you're not getting anywhere right. you feel what i'm saying so it's like when you're when you're black and you're trying to get into tv if you're not willing to be a gangster or a pimp or some shit like that mm-hmm. like the door's not like cracking open to you that quickly you mm-hmm. see what i'm saying so self-deprecation has been the name of the game
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know if you were willing to like if, you, if you're fine with making a fool of yourself, if you're fine with allowing other people to make a fool out of you, then yeah, there might be a space for you and there might be a space for you to now take on more serious roles um, uh, later down, the, you know what I mean? Later down in your career, once you've gone through or you've swallowed enough shit during your tour of self-deprecation. I'm not about to self deprecate myself, nor do I wanna deprecate my community. So there's just certain things that I'm not willing to speak about. You know what I mean? Sorry about that. There's certain things that I'm not willing to speak about. Whereas, you know, Eze e and certain other people, and like, you know, they want me to talk about the drill movement. Yeah, like, you know, what's happening in Chicago with the drill rappers. I mean, it's a part of, like, it's a part of their culture. And once again, we're talking about, you know, is it art imitating life or life imitating art? You know, Chicago has the, the highest murder rate out of anywhere in North America. You yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, when you think about what the music is sounding like and how people are, you know, representing the music, but then you think about the person that they that they propped up to kind of like usher in this, this sound of drill music and to be the king of drill rap,
3: uh-huh. right?
2: 23 Savage right yeah you know and the you got to think about the, the 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 effect that 23 savage has on these kids right the effect that, that 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 drill has on the culture right but 23 savage isn't even fucking american you just found out that that that, that this is a brit You're keeping, <laughs> like eating <laughs> Like you know what I'm saying? He yeah. like I got a show called Bangers and match, but he really cooked the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like this nigga know all of that shit, and then he's gonna be out here talking about he didn't know that he wasn't that, that that he wasn't an American citizen. Bullshit! You didn't know that you didn't have a fucking American passport, bro. Come on. Or like who looks stupid. You see what I'm saying? Mm. But America, like they 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 once they're done with your tour of self-deprecation, they are going to kick you to the curb. Like, our kids need to understand it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So a lot of people have been kicked to the curb, just like 23 Savage. Now they're kind of hanging them out to dry. Like, oh, okay, cool. We're going to deport you. Bye.
1: <laughs> Peace, bro.
2: You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. right now, like, Fetty Wop's whole label is trying to come out and tell, like, talk about, well, you ain't trapped. You're not an OG. You're not a gangster. You're not a this. But you guys made money off of Trap Queen. Mm-hmm. You made money off of him saying whatever he wanted to say. So these are the things that we have to be, you know what I mean? Like we, we, we have to be careful with, we have to be very wary with when it comes down to, you know, how they're using our culture, Yeah, you know, and how they, they decide to like what they implant within our culture right. to progress their narrative. You know what I mean? They all have a goal at the end of the day, nobody's going to give you something because they like you. Nobody's going to give you something because like not, 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 not outside of your mama or your daddy or whoever, your woman, right? Like ain't nobody out here giving you something for nothing just because you're a good looking guy, just because you got talent, just because there's a million other people that got talent. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's because you serve or, 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 or you serve some form of benefit for them. Mm. You know what I mean? You fill some form of need. You fill that gap for that. Right. So if you understand and you're willing to be used right to 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 advance somebody else's vision and somebody else's goal, go for it. You know, it's never necessarily been my thing. I don't think it's like people like Kanye's thing. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you got to be. Sometimes being stubborn will save your life. And that was some advice that we got from a doctor. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, you know what I mean? Sometimes being stubborn and asking questions, stay critical. You know, stay critical over things, man. Know know the history of things. You know, don't just speak on something. Don't just speak on something um, uh, because it's something to speak on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you know. Be, you know, be out here and stand for something, man. you know what I mean? So I think that, like, you can't be, you know, you will not become somebody's cog in their experience if you know who the fuck you are, you know?
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's so, like, just to sort of maybe surmise, or not even surmise what you said, but just my sort of interpretation, would you say that, this you know aggression and this you know this violence that uh you know that might be perpetuated by art and, and the culture but do you think that it's possible that it's it it, it Sort of stems from this idea of fear that that maybe white folks had from back in the day of being you know just just fear that was put out by the media. I mean, like when you think about even the making marijuana illegal, they were like they make they make Mexicans and Black people go crazy. So let's make this shit illegal. Do you think that that sort of was this positive feedback loop that sort of perpetuated this idea that uh, that that black folks are violent and, and should be feared? And then that sort of became uh, a part of the culture itself because it was sort of force-fed this idea through the external forces and, and it just sort of self-perpetuated – I, I don't know if that's what you said, but I mean, would you agree with that, or do you think that is a possibility of where this might even come from? Because I don't think that black people are just naturally just angry or, or aggressive. Or I mean, maybe maybe you disagree with that. I mean, like I fucking I have a lot of black friends who are fucking awesome, and they have, they're not aggressive at all. They're fucking amazing. I know that's a that's a very subjective thing, but I mean, would you uh, agree with that? That maybe that is. So, where this sort of stems from
2: i mean like that I, we, we can definitely one day we're gonna sit down and we'll probably do another three hours <laughs> yeah i
1: feel on, i feel i know i just uh, opened up a whole uh, nother door
2: <laughs> No, on like on 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 what i'm about to say right just sure. so in the notion right like in that documentary about um the documentary is actually called rumble mm-hmm. right about link Ray. Go check it out. It's an amazing documentary. Now, they don't go as far as saying this and whatever, but when you're watching this documentary, you're going to start putting, you know, you're going to put two and two together and whatever the case is. I also went and I started digging into my own history and all Mm. that other stuff. You know what I mean? One of the stories that they do not tell in North American history, and they'll never tell, is the story of Mansa Musa. Mm. You know, Mansa Musa was a Malian emperor. He was also, he was, probably the richest, if not the most powerful man that existed, right? Mansa Musa had a vision of the new world way before Columbus and all these other people. And, you know, they, the trajectory of Mansa Musa may have landed him in North America, I mean, hundreds of years before any, col- any Columbus or any people. Gosh. Meaning that, like, these Malian people, every time that Mansa Musa moved, any he traveled, um, you know, he traveled with literally, they said like thousands of people were moving with this man. You know what I'm saying? Right there. That's the richest man on earth. You know what I mean? The richest man to ever live. And, you know, this is like his band was, was, was his people were draped in gold and they were going around the world and they were trading goods with people. And his whole, his whole vision was to turn the world into the Malian nation. Right. So when they would like go to Spain or China, they would leave Malian people there and they would bring back Chinese people or they would bring they were trading people. They were trading goods. They were trading all kinds of stuff. Right. After he made it, after he traveled over to North America, they never seen him again. So they're not sure what happened. Well, this is where we fill in the gap. we we'll fill in the blanks. Now, I don't you know, I think the history is what we make it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Nobody's going to tell me like nobody can, I can't talk to Columbus to ask him if this shit really happened. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So at some point you're going to like, you kind of like start m- filling in the gaps on your own. And my gap, as I see it, is, yeah, you know, he made it to North America, stayed on these shores, uh, um, uh, procreated <laughs> with <laughs> the indigenous women and the indigenous people out here. So when they speak about the indigenous people that they met in the South in Florida and whatever being darker Mm -hmm. than the indigenous in the North. You know what I mean? The way that they, the way that they describe the indigenous in in the South being the rebellion, the rebellious of them. If you know, like Choctaw natives and stuff like that, you know what I mean? My mother's Carib. She's from St. Vincent, Mm -hmm. you know, we look like we're all family. You know what I mean? One in the same, you Mm -hmm. know? So when you start, understanding um how closely intertwined indigenous culture and black culture are especially when it comes to america then you start to like get led down this path of understanding that yes black americans are most probably the actual indigenous of america Mm. right and a part of that indigenous line. This is where we talk about, like, if you talk about repatriation or you talk about, um, what's the word that they say, like, not repatriation, but uh, everybody wants, uh, uh, we're to ask it for money to come back. Anyways, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever word, y'all know the word. Somebody give me that word, right? What's the word, People damn it? People looking for, it. you know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. Anyhow, right? Somebody smarter than me that knows all that shit, right? But, um, yeah, you know, you talk about the reparations, the reparations, right? So mm. if we're talking about reparations and how reparations work, well like Canada north of like Canada has figured out some form of reparations for the indigenous out here, right? Mm. When it talk, comes down to land, when it comes down to, you know, tax breaks, when it comes down to government funds and all this other stuff, right? If you were to actually do that for if you were to include black Americans, black Canadians into that bunch of reparations right Hmm. man the country's going broke because then they're gonna have to pay everybody you know what i'm saying if you if you if the if the indigenous people in the north you know gathered up with the white folks in 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 the north to control or to you know uh to, to 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 run the southern indigenous the darker indigenous out of america and into the caribbean or whatever the case is Well, for those that you didn't run out, you're gonna have to figure out how to control them somewhere. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So here's where prison, here's where whatever. And if all of those things don't work because Black Wall Street became a thing, Martin Luther King became a thing, Malcolm X became a thing, Muhammad Ali became like, I mean, black success became a thing. So if all of this doesn't work, well then what else is gonna work? You know what I'm saying? Like culture for some reason really resonated in the black. Like when I said pop, pop culture, really resonates in the black culture and i think it's one of the easiest things to use versus trying to get us all strung out on drugs or alcohol or whatever Mm -hmm. because they know that we're not going to do that Mm -hmm. but you can get to the children Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying you can get to the children through these through this energy through these vibrations that we need to really start controlling yeah you know what i mean we need to really start i don't want to say like if we don't control it the government's going to control it You know, so we need to start, like, really thinking about what our children are listening to and why they're listening to it. It's cool for adults to be listening to certain things. But, you know, at this point, if the music isn't, if we're not talking about, like, real creative license, like, you know, hip Hop's not a movie. You know what I mean? We're not in the 80s anymore where people are just talking in a movie-esque fashion. So Mm -hmm. if I start talking about guns and all this other stuff, people are going to take it serious. Like, that's my life. Mm -hmm. You know, but. We all tend to like blame, you know, we blame the artists, we blame all these other things, but we don't blame the money. We don't blame the label. We don't blame, you know what I mean? The mm-hmm. culture and the people who are pervading the culture and let's face it. It's not for the longest time. It wasn't black money that was producing black albums or black films. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't, I don't think it was uh, because John Singleton did Boys in the Hood, but I think it was some white dude that did Menace to Society and did a lot of those other, like, you know what I mean? Hip-hop films that depicted the culture in this manner, Mm -hmm. you know? So all of that, just to say that I think that these things are used as whether you want to call them red pills, blue pills, or whatever. I think, like, hip-hop is the ultimate Mm heroin. You know what I mean? Because you can pay a kid, you can pay a kid, to, I mean, especially here in Canada, we don't understand, and I say this with all due respect, but we don't understand American poverty. Mm. We don't understand the the level of poverty in America, or when poverty hits somebody in America, how poverty hits. Nice. Because you can be like as, as 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 poor as you are in Canada, you still have access to free education, free healthcare, care, blah, blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking beer at the corner like cost sixty nine cents if you find like the right can. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Piff is like, you know what? It would like, I mean, literally, like, you know, you get an ounce of piff out here for like eighty bucks, a hundred bucks, bro. Like, Damn. you know, piff in, in 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 Boston is like it's like five times that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's different. You know what I mean? The culture is, is definitely different. You know and yeah, and as, as my lady is saying, Bionic, Pixie is saying, like, anybody could get on welfare. You yeah. know what I mean? So we don't understand American poverty. So it's harder to, like, buy Canadian kids and yeah. try to sell them down the river versus American kids that, like, really just need a way out. You know what I mean? That are looking to, like, hopefully feed their families or get their families out of certain situations because the neighborhood could lead to death could lead to so many other things you know so it's it's definitely i think it's a lot easier to take somebody who is in dire straits and convince them to like i pretty much think that like yo they convinced little wayne to like be that dude Hmm. they showed him like yo this is the flex blah 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 you know what i mean and he said bet like you know, I don't got no, like, my mom's not around, my dad's not around, this, that, that. You know what I mean? It could be worse. I'm not going back to the block. So you never know. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just my little conspiracy theory there. But <laughs> I am I feel like a lot of these people have been, could like, they, they know what they're doing is wrong. Mm. But they took the check and they signed up for the job to play this part, wow. regardless of if this is who they are or not, you know?
1: Mm-hmm that that's yeah man that's that's intense shit man <laughs> that's really intense. but uh, i i i don't disagree with you man and and like it, it is it is such a shame that this country um <clears throat> you know there is this idea that uh the downtrodden create the best art right like the people who who suffer the most create like the best art and um I, I I don't I don't know if it's a necessary thing to have in this country is as, as much as we want to say we're number 1 and we're all this and that and we're fucking this powerhouse country we we still have we just still let our people fucking sleep in the streets or sleep under underpasses and and and, and, and yeah man I, that's one thing I don't understand either and and uh, I mean even though we're surrounded by it you know like here, you, even in my in the city I live in it's not a very big city but there's a good homeless population here, it's someone who works with them, and I get to see them, you know, regularly, and it's just, it's it's not a huge population, and there's a lot of good organizations here that are doing amazing work, actually, to, to reduce that in a very positive way. Uh, when you look especially when you look at like cities like Los Angeles who are experiencing such a horrible like I mean I think they said something like 500,000 people are now homeless like and just and, and like I was just out west not too long ago and you they're just there's tents under uh under overpasses I mean it's, it's a it's a damn shame man it, it really is and uh, this, this idea that, uh, you know, taking care of the homeless and, and social welfare and like handouts and stuff is, is some kind of detriment to people. It's like, no, that's not a detriment to people. You're, we're, we're actually helping people. And, and, like, doing it in the right way. I mean, it doesn't have to be just writing checks. It's like, let's fucking invest in these fucking, in this these, these, let's invest in South Chicago. Let's fucking make sure that these schools are up to par and they, they have the materials they need. And they have the fucking, the resources they need to not have potholes and not have burnt down buildings as, as a, a in their neighborhood. You know, like, like being able to clean up blight and, 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 and create a sense of pride. I mean, this shit ain't going to happen overnight. But in a generation, think of what's possible. If in a generation we can convince a bunch of fucking young people to just, you know, to to, to go all in on this woke movement and, and to shame their parents and, to, you know, shame anybody that disagrees with them and, and to the point where we're like, you know – it's dictating policy then in 10 years imagine what we could do if we fuck it if we actually invested in communities and made it something more and 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 gave people uh gave people a sense of pride of where they're from because i came up in the ghetto there was no fucking i mean there was pride there was like block pride and shit whatever but that's there was no like the neighborhood was always black and that neighborhood is still shit by the way that fucking neighborhood is still garbage for more than 20 years now no one's done shit over there there's no pride in that how can you how can you feel like you have how, how can you fucking pull up your bootstraps if you ain't got no fucking boots man <laughs> you know exactly. you know so so i don't get it either and it's one of those things that's just such an embarrassment of this country is like if we go around claiming we're the most wealthy which we are not in, by the way anymore china has surpassed us in wealth so yay um uh, but um yeah, I mean, we want to walk around with our dick out all the time. It's like, let, let, let's be honest here. We don't care about the people here. We don't give a fuck. We, the, it's America, Inc., bitch. It's like, get in line, take a ticket. We don't care. And and that's the saddest part about all of what America is becoming. Um, I, I, I've taken so much of your time, man. I know I said, like, two hours, but, like, it, it fucking, you know, we went on. Uh,
2: you know, you're awesome, bro. You're awesome. No, I you just know. actually... I was actually just sending out the links there, just being like, "Yeah, man, yo, let let people know that they need to follow." We speak English good.
1: Oh man, no.
2: I like the, I like the name of the show, bro. Like I like I like that shit. I like that. Thank shit. you. Man. Because especially out here in Quebec, you don't you didn't you weren't even thinking about that. Like you weren't even thinking about how it would like literally resonate with people. In a in a in a French speaking province, but like Mm -hmm. I like that we speak English good. I I fuck fuck with
1: that's that's uh it's that that is things you're absolutely right. I didn't think about that, and and especially when I came to Twitch and how much people love it because it's such an international platform. I mean, people absolutely love it, and like for the longest time, I told people it's a stupid name, whatever. It's a joke, whatever. But but (laughs) but but as it's come to be and as the show has evolved and I've been doing this show now. Oh, for...
2: shit. Don, you're still here. I don't mean to cut you off, man. Like, Oh no, 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 Don... no,
1: Don. Yeah. Don smooth, man. Don smooth. We need to get Don smooth on this motherfucker. I bet he has a lot oh, to say.
2: You really, you really need to get Don on like, yo, behind that suit. And Don had an amazing conversation. Oh, I'm, I'm like, that's
1: it. Um, so we got, we, we got a, we got a request for us to play at least a song. Um, by you, I know. I know you're not set up for performance, so um, why don't we play a tune? Uh, let's play "Woke" since we we went right in on "Woke," uh, and then uh, let let's uh, and that will be us out. So everybody enjoy "Woke," uh, and uh, yeah, enjoy. Let me see. Enjoy. <laughs> appreciate you, big bro. Hey, no, I appreciate Yo, you. Yo,
4: don't buckle oh, yeah. under stress. Adversity's my favorite motivation. Think it's because my daddy Haitian, or I'm sick of waiting, and patience, so I grind. My mama needs her mortgage paid. Pensions running out, she'll get to tripping if the mortgage raised. Planning how I hold her down in her older days Things that cross your mind in your older age Feel like I'm slowing down When I get some good cushion float away Try another bad shit my soldiers say Trying to figure out why more blacks Don't own shares of propane Or control their own petroleum Gas or gold trade While when I and I try to hire You throw shade blocked Pineal glands Got us caged in a cave In a caucus Looking for that darkest carota. I heard latex causes cancer of the chocha. Rage like I'm Zach della Roca. Think I'm gonna be quiet when you gave my people coca. Hell no. Y'all ain't gonna fuck us no more. Y'all, y'all ain't gonna fuck us no more. Tell Babylon, say hell no. Y'all ain't gon' fuck us no more Y'all, y'all ain't gon' fuck us no more They keep telling me I'm woke I'm trying to roll this reef, my nigga I'm just trying to find my peace, my nigga They keep telling me I'm woke I'm trying to smoke this Keith, my nigga I'm just trying to go to sleep, my nigga Africa is in my eyes The islands are the canvas to my pieces Tell me why my western people do not rep their eastern equals Is it us? Are we harvesting the evils? Cause I don't recognize me when I see you, Sibu. They've been trying to figure out our power for a while. How they planted us in asphalt and we flowered with a smile. First while our domicile inspired freestyle. That's why they don't want you smoking marijuana. Gunja represses information, Tata Hancha, Why ain't weak grass chlorophyll and spirulina sparks? They gotta sleep and wide awake and still unconscious. That's why I go not out to Kabaka and some price. Yo, they love to lock us up for the cocoa. Cointel Pro still embedded in the popo. Tryna outrun time. Cause they gon' go tuck into you, my nigga, till you out your mind. Hell no, y'all ain't gon' fuck us no more. Y'all, y'all ain't gon' fuck us no more Tell my Bell and say hell no Y'all ain't gon' fuck us no more Y'all, y'all ain't gon' fuck us no more They keep telling me I'm woke I'm trying to roll this reef, my nigga I'm just trying to find my peace, my nigga They keep telling me I'm woke I'm trying to smoke this keef, my nigga I'm just trying to go to sleep, my nigga <laughs>
2: One time, man. Yes, man, for
1: sure. Fantastic, dude. That shit gives me so hype. I just wanna fucking go out and do something now. I need to go like run a mile or something. <laughs> <laughs> get it. Some, that's
2: some workout music. That's some for workout sure. music, you know? <laughs> Thank but you for
1: that woo buddy.
2: I appreciate you. Yo, I've been seeing so like I'm like a bona fide wrestling fan and <laughs> I like I was off of Twitch for like I was off Twitch for like 6 months when the twins came. Uh. I just came back like in November. Oh, uh, okay. And like two, about like a week ago, two weeks ago, I found these two pages that's like, all they do is play like old school. Like, I mean, they're like basically at the end of the 90s, WWE, mm. like WWE WCW. Yeah, Dude, I've been seeing that Ric Flair, Woo, like every day. Like I'm hearing Ric Flair in my yeah. head. I'm like, yo... Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Anybody got any wrestling twitches out there? Any wrestling? Yo, yo, ho- holla at your boy. We're going to talk some wrestling. we going to talk some wrestling. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love you, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. Uh, no, that's MMA. Never mind. No, I'm with you, man. That whole era, that was like such a golden age of, of wrestling. Like, that was like. Uh like NWA and and uh you know like when Hulk Hogan Hollywood Hulk Hogan, you remember that shit when Hollywood Hulk Hogan went bad. He turned into a bad man.
2: He he was a bad man. He was a bad man. Just like I was a bad man, that's that that's like IG says I'm a bad man because (laughs) for some reason if you decide to put up a story with your boy, right, IG is gonna spank you. IG's gonna spank you like you like 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 you've been a dirty little boy. Like you've been like you've been peeping over your neighbors. Like you need a spanking. So it's like you know they. I, I apologize for everybody that went and tried to share a story that uh-huh. disappeared or got reprimanded. Got a little bit of like guideline. It's not the first time. You're not the first person to go and share something that I've said and and has been flagged. So my lady, Bionic Pixie, was just like, you know, we got kids on the way, so we got to be careful with our words right now because the RCMP, which is our FBI has actually been showing up at people's doors, talking about what you say about the COVID, what you what you out here saying about the prime minister. You don't like the prime minister. How yeah. can't you like the rock? He's a rock star. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He should be in like, that nigga's a soap opera motherfucker. Like, he's too
1: good looking. <laughs> he's too you know pretty. He is. He is too pretty to be a leader. Get out of here, Trudeau. Get, we need some yeah. ugly ass motherfucker in there. Someone we can get behind you know and hating. <laughs> You know, he he out here
2: putting on Indian face and everything, and nobody wants to like it. So you know, it is it is it is what it is. It it is what it is. Yeah, that's well said. It is what it is. But um, yeah, man, love to everybody that's just been rocking out, man. And 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 you know, now that I'm 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 back, I am uh, very appreciative of people like yourself, who uh, you know, decided to hit hit to, to hit your boy up and. Before we go, I gotta definitely. I've been gushing about it on my show, on my show. But now I get to gush about it on your show. That's like good. I met you because I decided to like you know do my little Twitch research, and I was up one morning just checking out my suggestions, and I was suggested to. I, it was suggested to me to like find my way over to Rain of Mystique mm-hmm. page. And I found my way over to that page and I sat there in awe. She probably thought that I was just like tripping in the chat. She was like, Who is this person just like out here, just blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, whatever. You just trying to get people to your page. But no, for real, for real, for real. Because, like, what I do, as I said, like, I represent a crew called Community. We are Canada's largest and longest running improv collective, hip hop, jazz, all that other good stuff. Um, but when I seen her, I was like, Yo, like her vibe seems like it reminds me of what we do, but then to see original art, you know what I mean, coming alive like out here and doing its thing. And me as an artist, you know, I get in my head a lot. You know, even though I've been doing this for years, even though I've done, you know, I've performed at all of the major festivals in Montreal and some across Canada and some in the East Coast and whatever. Twenty thousand people, all this other shit, blah blah blah. I still gets all up in my head. When it comes down to like putting out my art, putting out my craft, putting out my creativity. And some days you just need like a little inspiration, man. So yo, big up Reina. For yo, yo, Mr. Roboto. Yo, you know what I mean?
3: <laughs> well, I appreciate
2: that. Mr. Roboto, I appreciate you. Thank you. And like I'm like, I I played that on my radio show the other day, but I'm gonna be pulling it up and making sure that you know what I mean, the world knows about. I, I, I told Mike I don't know if I could call him Mister Mystique, but you know what I mean. That's that's that that's what you labeled as in my head, man. You are Mike Mystique, and She's um, you know, wonderful. She, she, she is a Mrs. Mrs. We speak English good. That's right. I it, y'all. <laughs> I appreciate both of y'all.
1: I'm okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, well, I appreciate you, man. Like, and, and and to be honest, Mike Mystique, you better calm down, right? Uh, hey, hey look,
2: look, we are in a gender neutral world, all right? Like, I mean, like you know, out here in Quebec, you can't even like your wife can't even carry your last name. So, you know mm. what I mean? You could you could be a man about it. They call me they call me by my lady's last name all the time. I've just gotten used to it. Now I'm misses my lady. I'm Mrs. Pixie. <laughs> Mrs. I am missing bionic Pixie forever all Pixie. over. <laughs> yep, I am forever Pixie. That's who I am. And you know what I'm saying? I can't say nothing about it because she's bionic. You know what I mean?
1: Hey. You know what I mean? Yay. Hey. Hey. I, I, I look, look, I, I'm not I, I don't really care, but there is 38% of me that has Mochismo <laughs> running through his brains, going like you're, you're Mrs. We Speak English good, bro. <laughs> ben- nah. No, I'm just kidding. I love you, baby. Mm, I love you. Forever Preach, thank you so much for blessing us. I, I would love to do this again sometime. I, <laughs> you're thank only you, 6% man. Mexican. Oh, sorry, Bonnie. Serenity in the Blue man. <laughs> Hey! <laughs>
2: We speak <laughs> English, good Mike. There are so many people in the chat that you need to like check out: Serenity, Don Smooth, uh, Mystical Flex, uh, DJ Blaster. Shout out all my people, Vanessa, my mod. You know, shout out my lady, she Bionic up. Pixie. She's like she's been on double duty because we've been up since ten o'clock this morning. Ooh. And all of y'all, if it look, I don't. I don't generally talk this much on my show. I play music, I play videos, I perform, and we talk about all kind of stuff. But you know, we're out here trying to make sure that we push original art. So if you like independent art and original music and you know, you wanna you wanna see a platform where people like Wayne Mystique is going to be pushed, then come on over. Yo, look, my phone. Look, we right on
1: time. My phone right literally just gave
2: Morning. My phone said we about to die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Beautiful.
2: I slumped it in.
1: <laughs> well, Randy, thank you so much for those biddies and a thank you again, Forever Preach. You have a wonderful rest of your day, your evening, and uh you, and we will talk soon, my friend.
2: Thank you, man. I appreciate you, guys Thank you guys sure. everybody for tuning in, man. I appreciate big the love.
1: Big love, man. Thank you. See you Thank you so much, Preach! I really, really enjoyed that discussion. Um, I I mean, it was just mind-blowing to think about how freedom of speech is so important for creativity and for art and for, for, for countries that flourished with their fullest p- potential. I mean, my God. No hip-hop until the 2000s? What kind of world is that? Anyways, go check out, make sure you check it out, Forever Preach's latest album. Which is called the pandemic. He also does his daily, daily dose uh, show, which I'm watching right now. It's a daily dose von's pond vibes. So uh, vibe tribe.ca. Uh, go and check him out. He streams every day, mostly f- uh, at like 10 a.m. for a couple hours. So go give him some love. Twitch.tv/slash forever preach. Oh, I yawn every time. Now it's just like my mind is programmed uh, that to yawn every time I do this. It's annoying. Okay. Uh, that's it on me guys I'm going to keep it short and sweet My stomach hurts I'm full from Chicago last weekend So I, I need to go and-, and chill out I didn't sleep well last night It's just a whole thing So alright guys Be good to your fellow human beings H.J.'s for everybody I'll talk to you guys next week With God Smells